From the heart of trucker America, my boy Reed Coverdale, host of The Naturalist Capitalist. As the left becomes less religious, they become more statist. And as the right becomes more religious, they still become more statist. Whenever you add government, you by default remove community. Most of the blame goes on Obama, but it actually starts with Bush, right? Like in 2006. Yeah, not Reed sitting very still, or did his phone go out? And I have no intention of keeping any promise that I make. It's bad that the state is as big as it is. Hello, everybody. Thank you for watching The Naturalist Capitalist. I'm your host, Reed Coverdale, and we have quite the lineup today. I'm super excited about this. Uh, we got my friend Eric Jackman from Jackman Radio back on the show. How's it going today, Eric? Awesome, Reed. So happy to be here with you and uh, these edgelords that you've assembled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the Libertarian Avengers right here. Uh, we got Pete <laughs> Quinones from the Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. How are you doing today, Pete? Doing well. Is this uh, episode 100? This is episode 100. So congratulations. Is, uh, yeah, thank I, you. I, I had Tom Woods on for episode 100. You You had... You have me on for episode one. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> that is what it is. I, I got Tom coming on soon, so it's all good. And then, of course, we have uh, Ryan Dawson from the Anti-Neocon Report, who is actually, he, well, he, he got banned off of Facebook, but now he's back on Twitter. So making making headway, right, Ryan? <laughs> kind of like my fourth Twitter account or something was returned and I just discovered it. <laughs> was I the only one doing the Brady Bunch thing during the, the intro, like looking at all the squares? <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if the, I'm wondering if this is some kind of fucked up political compass. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> uh -oh, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, good to be with you, Reed. I'm glad your tech stuff is working this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be part of the conversation this time. Hopefully I don't get kicked off 11 times or whatever. But <laughs> so did you and Pete like both collaborate on getting your Twitter back somehow? Or did that just happen randomly at the same time? Or what, what's going on there? Well, no, I, I think what happened is somebody sent me a, a Twitter link or whatever on Discord. And I clicked on it to see if I could at least still read it. And I found out that I had mine back. So I said to Pete on Skype, hey, I got my Twitter back. And then maybe he checked and found his was back, too. I don't know. Is that what happened? Yeah, I got. Well, I mean, I just woke up and I got an email um, alert on the phone and it was from that account. And I was just like, and they said, oh, well, we, we've restored it. And then I went and hit up another friend of mine uh, through MeWe and he had had his restored basically at the same time. I don't it, it sounds like there something coordinated is happening. Maybe somebody uh, not woke got on the wheel and just started add re adding the list of like, oh, what's the red list? I'm going to re add all the red people. <laughs> yeah, you guys should try to get in contact with Trump. Maybe his uh, maybe his accounts back up and he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> well, I have I have a sock puppet uh, account under John Barron. It's not me. It's a guy who works for my company. His name is John Barron. He's a great guy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you remember when he did that? When Trump would call Last reporters from the past, yeah. in the early nineties, he would be, uh, "Hey, my name is John Barron. I work for Mr. Trump." But he'd kind of muffle his voice a little bit, but it's so obvious it was him. I work for Donald, and his finances are doing incredibly well. He actually turned down Princess Diana and Audrey Hepburn for a three-way. Uh, he's doing very, very well with his business. The women love him, so you put that in Vanity Fair. <laughs> 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you miss him a little bit? Just, I fucking oh, I miss yeah. him every day, Ryan. I fucking miss him. You know, like if the government's gonna suck anyway. It might as well be entertaining. <laughs> well, it's still kind of entertaining right now. I mean, it's just a different type of like depressing entertainment. It's uh, you know. <laughs> I got a white pill right here. This is like my Pavlovian reaction. They see the rainbow frog. It means there's good news. Do you see Russia just uh, sanctioned eight diplomats or kicked out 10 diplomats and sanctioned eight people? And on the top of the list, Captain Shithead himself, John Bolton. <laughs> Drink to that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you should. I had some John Wilkes Booth last night. That's an actual cocktail. That's yeah, what is that, Brian? It. It's, mind, that. it's mind blowing. It's ah. really good. It's it's uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they stabbed Seward in the face the same night. It was it was a bad day for government. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Today it, is the, the uh, anniversary of the secession of Virginia. So, got that on the calendar too. Mother Virginia. Mhm. That's uh, Virginia is barely southern anymore. The damn Donut around DC with all the lobbyists have uh they voted 94% for Biden in DC. How do you get 94% anything anywhere, right? Well, <laughs> lobbyists, of course, but that is the swamp, and they had chosen their candidate. It's like that every time. 300,000 votes just in Fairfax for Biden. It's flipped the whole state blue. Like the whole state's red, except for the very tippy top of Nova, which is deep, deep blue around DC. It's pathetic. <clears throat> it. What's in a John Wilkes Booth though, Ryan? What is in that cocktail? It's uh, rye whiskey, root, uh, cinnamon sticks, if you got them. And um, <clears throat> it sneaks up on you like an assassin. They didn't have root, which that's one of the only American liquors. <laughs> and uh, so he just threw some root beer in there instead and added extra whiskey. So it's pretty good. I have them every uh, anniversary of Lincoln's death. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, man. That's excellent. <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about today a little bit was uh, vaccine passports. Uh, Canada is seemingly turning into a police state. There's a video that I saw yesterday. I don't know if they put it out yesterday, but um, they're basically giving the police the authority to stop anyone anywhere, ask them why they are out of their house and if they can't give um, explicit reasons as to why they're traveling or why they're going somewhere, then I think they can get detained. Um, and they're encouraging people to call the cops on their neighbors if they see them out and about. So, <laughs> uh, you know, all the conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, who have been worried about what's coming down the pipe, it's kind of down the pipe. It's here. And, um I don't know. Like, what are things like in Japan, Ryan? What are they? How how tough are they there? Are they relaxed or? They're not doing papers, please. Uh, they already joined that team once, and didn't work out well. <laughs> I just in, in Japan, everything is up to you. So if you want to wear a mask, you can, but you don't have to. They legally can't make you. Stores can't make you. The government can't make you because it's unconstitutional. A lot of people are wearing masks, but a lot of them did that anyway because of its allergy season or whatever. But um, you don't have to do it. They don't have there's no talk of COVID passports or any of that. The only cities that ever had um, restrictions at all was Osaka and Tokyo. The rest of the country 
it's like it, there is no COVID. They don't even think about it. Well, yeah. Ryan, let me let me ask you a question. It, I think that the reason why it's more free there is because after World War II, they had to have a constitution. And like, doesn't the United States government basically like hold them to the constitution? Like, so they hold a foreign country to a constitution, but they don't hold themselves to a constitution, right? Is that pretty much but the the odd thing is, is the constitution they ended up with was just a clone of the U.S. Constitution plus all the amendments up to that point, right? And like women's lib was a big thing because Japan didn't have that till after World War II. So that was a major change. But it's the U.S. can't make Japan do anything. I mean, there's plenty of things they don't like that the Japanese are doing. But they the culture here is such of, you know, we're, <clears throat> they're not going to allow Tokyo to make orders for the rest of the country. This place was barely together under an emperor and states or prefectures are like their own country. They don't have this massive Lincolnite attitude of the federal government can run ruckshock over everyone else. Uh, Nara is Nara. Kyoto is Kyoto. Like it, and they are the way they are and they have very different laws from each other. And no, nobody really likes the Tokyo government. Nobody thinks they do anything. No one pays attention to politics because they're like, it doesn't matter. You know, all that matters is your state government. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Pete, you had someone contact you several months ago about the vaccine passports in like pre production, right? You want to talk about that a little bit, what they described them as being? Well, yeah. He just told me he worked for a company that was, that started to design it. This was six, seven months ago. And um, yeah, he said, yeah, I have to quit. I have to quit my job. I can't be a part of this. And I think that's pretty, um, <laughs> that says a lot about the character of the person, but you know, I think at this point, whoever is putting together the COVID passports, it would be nice to find out who, what companies are doing that, what companies are working on that, because I know that we have a lot of um, white and black hats on our side, and um, to see what we can do about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched your video with Scott Horton, where you were talking about the uh, vaccine passports, and I think he's probably right that, um, you know, the outcry against it will keep it from happening. It seems to be the case so far, but that's no reason to let down the guard. I mean, the reason it's not happening is because so many people are outraged about it, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to take hold. What are your thoughts on that? Well, what we could see is basically what we saw during the quote unquote pandemic is federalism jumping in in like some states, say Illinois, New York, California, you have to go you have to have a vaccine passport to live there to travel there what you know whatever and then you know florida georgia montana a lot of the flyover will um not and then we may i mean hopefully hopefully that would lead to a lot of breakup talk and you know you, you'd hear we need secession like serious secession talk to break through the overton window and then i think that we can really get the um get the ball rolling in this country without bullets mm -hmm. flying but i mean bullets are going to fly anyway because the chauvin verdict's coming out very soon well yeah, that's true four four states already banned passports like preempted it that's florida yeah, texas yeah. mississippi and arkansas and then two states have bills on the books tennessee and virginia to ban the passports so um, let's see if virginia does it because <laughs> i think north dakota yeah i'm really hoping virginia does because if they do so will north carolina and, and then uh like uh, North Dakota, Montana, and Alaska. 
Uh, and then a lot of the West and Southern states have gotten rid of mask mandates that are just now getting around to banning the passport. And it's re basically Republican governors uh, plus Kansas, I think, which has a Democrat, but they're still red. You know, Ryan, who I wouldn't be surprised if they were involved in the racket around vaccine passports is a ghoul like Michael Chertoff. <laughs> I could say hey, Peter, Peter Thiel. <clears throat> Do you yeah. remember? Do you remember what Michael Churchoff did with uh, ECI and the, and the um, the scanners for underwear and the scanners for um, cargo? Yeah, right. well, wasn't wasn't that like a company he was involved in that that had that all going and he was yeah, profiting 51, off it? Fifty one million dollars in the red, and then they got that fat contract and turned it all around. Right. So specifically for underwear scanners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, New Hampshire, our governor here this week, let the or the yeah the mask mandate expire. So I'm really happy about that. Sununu is he's done he's done his best, I think, with you know pushback that you get from some of the cucks here who are like, we need masks forever, and I just can't wait to get my vax. And and that's just the libertarians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 rugged, but um, no, Sununu's handled it pretty well, and I I could see him being supportive of a bill here in New Hampshire or, or supporting a law in the legislature that bans the uh, COVID passport, vaccine passport. I'm waiting for them to say uh, rejecting masks or passports is racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have they already? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. But does anything they do make sense? Right? You don't like illegal immigration? Well, you're a racist. You're not wearing a mask. You're a racist. Just throw that out there. Yeah, because our word works, you know, but I think the the pushback from parents and stuff. I mean, my brother was telling me in North Carolina, his kids have to wear masks while they're playing soccer, which other Don't than the goal, right you're now. basically running the whole time and you have Sick. to have a mask on. Sick. The, the COVID is an eighth of a micron wide. It's putting a mask on to stop. It's like putting a aluminum fence in your yard to stop the mosquitoes <laughs> but but the spittle but the but the spittle but mm -hmm. the spittle right I smack everyone in the mouth for there, there are so many terms that i really never used before in my life that i really want to smack people in the mouth for you know bringing into my lexicon like comorbidities and spittle and and um you know caring because i really don't <laughs> socially distant i fucking hate that Social six feet used to mean six. you're dead <laughs> yeah yeah you're just you're just not available you're just socially distant my marriage is just socially distant right now and well, I now it's you. now it's three feet looks like you're living in a shallow grave so well they yeah. um i love how the airports are six feet apart and then they're all together on the plane anyway yeah, yeah. do you even science it doesn't <laughs> matter to these people they're so authoritarian that it's just th th there's a rule you gotta obey the rule so the rule doesn't make any sense and you can point that out to them and it doesn't matter. They're not even listening. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like going to a restaurant and you take your mask off when you sit at the table because COVID doesn't exist on the table where everybody spends <laughs> the majority of their time eating and drinking. It only exists in a little corridor from the door to the table. Right. Yeah. Well, COVID it, it, can only go five feet or higher. So once you sit down, you're below right. it. Yeah. it <laughs> over and and if you fine. have the plexiglass shield, man, you're totally protected and, and, and uh, incubated. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, well, when they had the things on the floors, like, you know, six feet apart. And uh, I saw one where they were six feet apart 
in a line, but then side by side, they're like two feet apart, you know? So COVID can only go in one direction. It can't, you know, it can't go sideways at all. <laughs> I think we should Bill Hicks it. You know how you out evangel the evangels? I would get, if, if I, I don't live in a draconian police state, but if I lived in one of those shithole countries like America, I would get a, a Viper car alarm, you know, that it's like warning, warning. <laughs> Every time you get too close to the car, it's, it's like protected by Viper and just going to mace you if you don't move. <laughs> I was in, I was in New York in September and we were, I, I was sorry. going to restaurant. I was, I was going to restaurants and the restaurants were in the middle of the street. They were still enclosed. But now they were just in the middle of the street. It was, it's yeah. just madness. You know, it's like thinking people of which there are what, maybe a half a percent of the population are just looking at this and going, this is freaking stupid. And then I would assume that, you know, th there are a small religious um, minority that have completely bought into this. They're also the loudest or the ones that are on Twitter. And I think the rest of everybody is just going along to get along. And I mean, I've just, I can't do that. I mean, even before I woke up and saw the stupidity of the war state and things like that, um, I didn't go along to get along. I mean, this is just, it's madness to me that no, you, you don't question this. Why? Because you care what your neighbor thinks. Well, maybe yeah. that's why you're maybe that's why you're three hundred thousand dollars in debt because you care what your neighbor thinks, and you've acquired all this debt to, you know, have all this stuff to try and make them jealous. The boats and the friggin' cars and everything. I hate this fucking culture, man. I always yeah. wonder what it is that red pills people. Like I was never asleep. They're like, when when did you realize the government? Like, I'm like always since I could talk, and but I'm wondering like what it is that someone's being a normie or whatever and then like that happened and suddenly it's these like jeremy bentham and said like the scales fell from my eyes and then i can see it all or whatever like you put on the glasses from they live or whatever your your rowdy piper moment like what is because i would love to like bottle that up and give it to everybody <laughs> whatever yeah. shook them out of the day pepper spray it i think it's <laughs> i think it's different for everybody for me it was clearly putting on the glasses and seeing the war state and you know, I know people who it was um, reading. Um, what's his name? The the teacher, John Taylor Gatto. People mm -hmm. like just listened to a John Taylor Gatto talk. And it was like they got red pilled from that, and then they just went down the rabbit hole. I think it's di it's different for everybody. It's like um, you know, it's like they talk about in the Bible. You just go forth and you preach the gospel, and people are going to hear different things. So, yeah. Do you have a moment of your time to uh, read the? Industrial society in its future. Right? Oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's that took me to another level. That took me to like the um, well, all this technology. Uh, look at all this technology, and I start questioning it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if this is really good for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was lucky enough. Uh, my dad has uh, five brothers, and they're all Mondo based. My dad's family is from Canada, from Newfoundland, so they're not American. Newfies, yeah, goofy <laughs> Newfies, and um. I had the advantage of just being like Are a young from kid. Sunnyville, uh, St. John, Newfoundland. Yeah, that no, awesome. been there. yeah. Um, and, um, they were, they were always questioning the JFK assassination and telling me about it when I was like an eight year old kid, you know, hence I got, I got JFK behind me. He's my favorite president and you know, a lot, lot to love about Kennedy. But, um, so as a young kid, you're like, well, you know, who's JFK? Why was he killed? Who killed him? How did they cover it up? So I was really young and that was kind of my gateway into that world. And then I remember my uncle telling me about the Gulf of Tonkin and the Liberty when I was like a, a young kid. So I had that view going That's in. That's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, I had yeah. So I I got red pilled on that shit when I was like 12, 13 years old, and uh, you know, no Wikipedia. So you had to go into the library into the dig up these books and read about this stuff, and that really got me going into. It. And then obviously when nine eleven happened, I was um, I was fourteen, going on fifteen, and mm. my my uncle was already super based about it, talking about uh, urban moving systems and the trucks and and all this other shit that that was a, a blip for like a, the first week and then you never heard about it again. But my uncle was telling me about it and that really piqued my interest. So that's Some always how I was writing about it. But and there oh, was yeah. uh there was a it was a small group. It was like myself, <laughs> Rivero, Justin Romando, um just here and there people saying, wasn't there something about the van or you know and mm -hmm. it kind of faded. But what happened is that and I won't spend a lot of time on this, I promise, but the kook movement just hijacked that whole thing. Right. And so right. even those who knew didn't want to like admit it because we don't want to be associated with the weirdos that believe in, in lizard people. Pods. Yeah. Pods but, and all that stuff. So yeah, that, that's how, <laughs> that's why Mike and I are the way we are. That's why we don't come at politics with the stupid left, right partisan bullshit and, and the divide and conquer tactics. We've never, we've had the glasses on since we were kids, man. So we've been lucky. Yeah. My, my dad's an English teacher and he teaches Orwell and Huxley. And he was talking to us about the, the different types of societies we could possibly end up being in uh, while we were growing up. And um, he, he, he was a, you know, pretty staunch Republican voted for George Bush, but we, uh, I was seven when nine 11 happened. And uh, you know, when I was nine years old, we were all out on the side of the road protesting the war in Iraq. Um, even though he voted for George Bush, you know, so that, that was kind of, instilled from an early age, but then I, I, uh, wandered away. Uh, you know, I sort of became a dumbass neocon in high school. Um, and then eventually, believe it or not, it was Rand Paul who kind of brought me over to the Liberty movement, uh, which is kind of weird looking back now, but <laughs> it was him at the time. He used to be kind of, man, not Ron. Weird. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, but, yeah. Um, Ron Paul was awesome though, because, I I had Bill Stills old VHS tapes on Money Masters and stuff about the Fed, and I just thought, man, we're never gonna get this message out. And then Ron Paul happened, and I had teenagers coming up and telling me, "Do you know about the Federal Reserve and Fractional Reserve Banking?" Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> stuff I just thought it's too nerdy. They don't give a shit, and it doesn't matter how important it is. And then Ron Paul comes along with blimps in the air, which we were part of, and that message is a whole generation got to hear that. Right. And uh, so that's why I got more white pilled. You never know when a Ron Paul or Ted Kaczynski is going to pop up. Very different guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Delivering basically the same message, message out, even, you know, sort of delivering the same message. <laughs> well, you know, it's you know, somebody. Ryan, that liberty is popular with the young kids and they want to get rid of the Federal Reserve and buy gold and have their guns. And if they want to be gay and they want to boogaloo, they should be able to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. We were Looks like you'd. <laughs> that that Thornton Downey Jr. thing was the oh, best. You <laughs> like cheeseburgers? You should stop eating cheeseburgers, Porky. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike and I were big Ron Paul guys early, so I I, I came into college as a as a cucked uh, uh, liberal Democrat. I voted for Kerry in '04. Um, you know, I bought into the divide that Kerry and Bush were two different entities, and we needed Kerry in there. And then I got into college 
And I got uh, my uncle, of course, my based uncle told me about Ron Paul. He's like, man, you heard of this guy from Texas, this badass motherfucker, Ron Paul, who wants to end the Federal Reserve and shut down the war state and, and bring all of our troops home and get rid of all our military bases. I'm like, no, tell IRS. me. Yeah, tell me more about Ron Paul. I always start with get rid of the IRS. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's that's a great place to start. So he he uh, Ron Paul did events like in late 06, early 07 here in New Hampshire. And my brother and I and another friend from college went to one of his first big events. And I was hooked from there, man. We uh, became big supporters. And, you know, Ron, Ron like you said, Ron Paul's a, it was a great gateway for my, uh, you know, barely developed college brain. And it really changed my views on a lot of things getting in with that crowd. This is very white pilling because we have a former neocon and a former liberal who have completely seen the light. So everyone's reachable if we figure out the way. But it seems like both of you figured it out on your own. Yeah. Like there wasn't Pete just went like topic. straight to anarchy from 2008 and just like found out about Ron Paul and then just went down the Plus, slope right away. Right, Pete? <laughs> pretty that, much. Yeah. Also, that you were political at like 14 just shows like lots of 14 year olds have stupid opinions. Maybe they used to be a communist, a liberal, a neocon, whatever. But you're, you guys are like, well, when I was in high school, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter what you thought in high school, right? Yeah. So you were going to you were gonna reach it anyway. But, you know. Yeah, the brain was good. These, these kids make you feel old, making me feel old, saying they're in high school with 9-11. <laughs> Wait, how old, are, how old are you, Ryan? I don't even know. I was not in high school during 9-11, I can tell you that. Wow. <laughs> I think I was the, the perfect age for 9-11 to do 20 years of research on it. So uh, I was 21, 22, something like that. Yeah. Wow. I was finishing college. And yeah, it was awful. <clears throat> we had just had an argument in the car about Palestine and Israel. I said, one day it's going to be, in your, it, it will be in your backyard. Because they didn't see why I cared so much about it. I said, you don't understand how much Likud runs American foreign policy. And then... uh that was September 10th. We had that argument. The next day, boom. Oh Jesus. That's pretty. Uh... And they immediately had the tapes of dancing Palestinians and blamed on bin Laden. Da, 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 da. They had it all queued up. It was, it was insane. So you're finishing college. I was just starting high school. And I actually, in eighth grade, that summer before in May, had gone to New York City for really one of the first times that I could remember it. And we went to the Statue of Liberty. We're out in the harbor. And, and there's a picture of me in front of the World Trade Center on a ferry in the harbor in, mm. in, in May. And I remember just being in awe of those buildings, like, holy shit, because I'm used to Boston and the tallest building in Boston's hat less than half the size of the world, the world trade center was. So that was, yeah, uh, I call those buildings, the lighthouse outside of that. It'd just be like a normal house. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We didn't have uh television stations of our own. We got Virginia's uh, stations from Hampton roads. Cause there was no like center that could reach the islands. So when we would see the news or whatever, it wasn't even our news. And it didn't even make sense because we would get commercials for McDonald's and all these things that don't exist, right? We're like, oh, well, that's what that's what tourists watch. And we know how dumb they are. So we just saw what on TV, whatever. You know, it just looked so fake because it had no semblance of where we actually lived. And it showed like how, you know, they, they the way they speak and stuff on television is all inside like you know the da, 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 da. and the way tourists would talk they'd uh, they would say do you have a whatever uh a chili's uh something and the whole concept of chain stores and franchises was foreign to us 
because we didn't have any. We didn't have a stoplight. <laughs> like none of the crap we saw on television applied to us. And we would just watch, watch the news like confused about what they're even arguing about. And, you know, because it just it just wasn't our world at all. And I was just like, he's lying. Here's lying. She's lying. And they are. You, you saw the Project Veritas uh, piece recently, right, guys? It's uh, mm. big shock. CNN lied. No way. CNN was <laughs> anti-Trump. Right. I really needed Project Veritas to figure that one out. But some people do. They need to see a CNN employee sitting there saying, yeah, when COVID's losing steam. We're going to run with Climate Gate next. Fear sells. <laughs> Just saying the quiet parts out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's amazing to me is how sloppy they're getting, like what they're willing to say now. I mean, maybe they've always done it, but I haven't noticed it before. There was a clip that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and I forget the woman's name, but she was on with Cuomo and she was saying that, you know, if we let these states open up without, um, you know, using freedom as a carrot to have everybody get the vaccine, then they're going to enjoy their freedoms without, you know, without being enticed <laughs> to get, I forget how she said it. She says something like we need to tie. See, we have a narrow window to, to nail this down because reopening or something. <laughs> it was like. How can right. anyone watch that and not just freak out? But people are so plugged in, they don't even notice. It's fucking scary. Is it um, is it amazing to you that they're willing to do that when, I mean, it's really easy to find these people's addresses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it almost seems like in the last year especially, they're just begging people to start shooting but there is no line i don't know if there is a line anymore that americans are willing to say no to i mean maybe it's gun confiscation but then again if the local police are the ones doing it i mean hey my cousin's a local cop and he's a really good guy he's never yeah. violated the constitution and everything so maybe him coming to get my gun is what i need yeah maybe yeah. maybe that's for the greater good I, I never not could a good guy if he comes to get your gun yeah. it'd be like your other friend that quit their job when you're forced to do something like that yeah it's just i see the divide is still the divide it always was is north and south and uh and i consider the midwest southern culturally because that's who's resisting the mass mandates and the passports and all the rest of it that's who wants to have voter id that's who wants to have legal and illegal immigration like common sense stuff that's the people that say hey there's only a man and woman make it up the rest of these genders you know and it's san francisco and new york that is pulling the policy they take they create massive debts and they take all the tax money from everyone else and spend it on themselves like they always have and people need to recognize this i think well, you know florida especially desantis is just like showing people the way like you can stand up to these people and, and the public will support it. But most people don't want to walk around with a mask. They're only doing it because uh, they just don't have the courage or whatever to take it off. But they don't want to. They're just doing it because it's the path of least resistance. But as soon as the state gets rid of it, they're all like, okay, take it off that day. Right. Texas said I don't have to wear a mask. So I'm not I've seen mask, the opposite, right? actually. <laughs> like in Utah here, they already lifted the mandate, but all the stores still have their uh, signs up. And um, at first I thought like people weren't wearing masks, but I went in the grocery store yesterday. Everyone's still wearing a mask and I didn't wear one in. And I got tons of angry looks from everybody 
Um, Pete, did weren't they you say anything? a friend in Texas who saw more masks after they they lifted the mandate or something? Or yeah, yeah, that, and that's a small town. He said that after the mandate was lifted in Texas, he actually saw more masks. But I want to ask you. I didn't see any I, in Florida when I was there. I was like, I've just, noticed. I've noticed that like. Um, Georgia, I was in Alabama last week when Georgia lifted all their mandates. And when I got back, I mean, I haven't been going wearing a mask into, into anywhere, even places where it says it's required for a while. And the, um, I noticed that no one said anything has said anything in the last week and no one really has even given me a look or anything like that. I mean, I was in the post office and the post office here has been mandating it strictly and I wasn't wearing one and there was a bunch of people in there and it was really, no one was really looking at me. Um, so I, I think it's one of those things. I think I wrote on my sub stack yesterday that, you know, the people really see the state as daddy. And even if they're not ready to take off their mask, the fact that the, the state said it's okay, sort of makes it okay. And, yeah. you know, they're like, well, I'm not ready to take off my whoopee, take my whoopee off of my face yet. But, um, yeah, um, if somebody else wants to do it, that's fine. It seems to be spilling out now, hopefully. Yeah, right. Yeah, them are prolonging it for different reasons. They're not actually scared of the virus or whatever. They just like their free Gibbs. Nice boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got these from Texas. Just wanted to show you guys. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> America, <Yeah>. motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, better flag on there, though. <laughs> yeah, so Ryan, I don't see it quite as cut and dry of a split as you do because I see one half of the country loves the administ the administrative side of the state, and then the other half loves the enforcement arm. So you have the half that hates the rules but loves the thugs who are going to throw them in a cage if they don't follow it, and then the other half hates the thugs but they want all these rules, and they're screaming at each other while they're both supporting half of the problem and i think we you know sometimes i forget how much conservatives suck until there's a police shooting and then you just like see all the bootlickers come out of the woodwork and it's just like oh my i mean regardless of what the shooting was about like they just come out with their thin blue line shirts and their you know well, even when one of theirs gets shot right like ashley uh was it babbitt a cop in dc kills her and both parties are like oh well she's an unarmed civilian woman that without any warning or anything, some government thug just shot and killed her. Mm. And it's on film. Where's the riots or whatever? Right. I mean, at least it was a white lady, you know, not not a privileged class because then the media would have had something. They could have made a race thing or whatever. Those people were protesting because they didn't feel like their votes or their protests of the election were being heard. There are all these weird anomalies, votes count in the middle of the night and all that stuff. And they weren't argued out of that. They weren't even allowed to talk about it. So that's why they ended up in the building because they're like, you're not listening. And they did it on purpose. And that's why I swear to God, they want someone to shoot somebody. They want the civilians to create an, a pretext for them to yeah. come and get the yeah. guns and crack the whip even harder because they're just twisting the screws on people more and more that woman you were talking about she's talking to cuomo whose brother put covid uh people with covid in nursing yeah, homes nursing the group home. that actually is vulnerable and then put and then tried to deny it and stuff but what's taking him down not that it's his me too sexual escapades right but now in new york if someone in your family died you claim it's covid you can get a nine thousand dollar check so it's like anytime there's a little bit of resistance, these Yankees are like, we'll give you some money 
and with other people's money but you know we'll 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 steal some money from people give it to you like okay you know they, that'll, they that'll, can, that'll placate it they consider <laughs> this to be more dangerous than lockdowns this 15 round magazine is more dangerous than locking yeah. people in their homes for six months to a year and california i think is i was told this week that they're on lockdown until june then they're going to look at it again and the mask mandate is in, indefinite i think that's wonderful yeah <laughs> well, it, you would think you would hope that it would drive all of the good people out of california and leave the rest of them to starve die fall into the ocean which i'm perfectly fine with maybe a four people maybe a or something four people personally that are have leaving california to go to texas um just because of all the mass crap and they were sick of the the liberal faggotry already but with the mass thing they're like i can't handle this and people like from la are going to huntington beach now and trying to throw their weight around about the mask mandates and stuff and there are certain restaurants down there i went to an italian restaurant that that's got had the gavison flags outside and they let everybody eat indoor no mask no problem because they don't care uh but these the authoritarian mindset it's like the, the science is settled no it's not uh, that's not even how science works by the way it's never settled but there's no there was no dialogue no debate what Ever on any of these things on climate change on COVID on anything they should like this is what I need it to be because this allows me carbon credits and shutting down small businesses and all that they don't see any any way how gee does somebody benefit from these rules that they're right hiding behind an invisible enemy you know whether it's the climate or terrorism or uh, COVID or whatever there's this invisible enemy and they're the only ones that have the tools to measure it or anything you can't and you just got to trust what they say. And by the way, they're taking all your freedoms away. Yeah. And like you've said before, it's any deviation. It's not flat out rejection of everything. It's just if you don't buy their narrative 150%, then you're a oh, denier. Yeah. Then you're a crazy a person. Like there, I mean, there's a lot of space between denial and not buying everything that they're saying. And they, yeah. they, they just put you in two camps. You're in one or the other. How, how do you guys uh, deal with blockheads when they come to you and go, which one did you get? When are you getting it? Did you get your second <laughs> shot yet? So I, I do a couple things. If it's a guy, I do Trump. I go, well, I like that, Pete. That's good. I go, we're, we're taking a look at the vaccine. We're looking at Russia. We're looking at China. We're looking at Mexico. We're going to look at all of it. We're taking a strong look at that, but we'll see what happens. And then if, and then if some pushy broad gets in my face. He's doing the face. That's the best part is he's doing the face perfectly <laughs> while he's saying that. <laughs> Well, thank you, Peter. I have. I look at this face. It's not Carly Fiorina's face. It's a beautiful face. Okay, but um, so so I, I do that when I just just want to fuck you know with someone. And then if it's some pushy broad who gets in my face, uh, some authoritarian fucking soccer mom bitch, um, I go. I, I, I let her say her piece, and I go. Uh, what form of birth control are you on? Are you on birth control? And then she goes, that's a personal question. And then I just go like this. <laughs> so it, it's, I like it's, the Ron Swanson reply to those kind of things. When somebody asks him, what religion are you? He goes, what religion am I? Well, I'm a practicing none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, we are in peak clown world. And something like that, you know, I don't get triggered about shit or anger. I'm just a fucking massive troll. But um, that's how I've been handling it and dealing with it. And, and 
you know, Ryan, living in an authoritarian kind of environment, you got to be a little bit like Bill Hicks, man. That's like yeah, the no only way to ask me at all about oh, shots probably, or anything like that. I'm sure in um, Japan. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably even not when I visited the U.S., it, it was just I'm not. I, it's pretty obvious what my answer is going to be. Most people don't approach me. So. <laughs> you know, Ryan's going to he's going to err on the side of Bay Street, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, it's just I weird. the the. Like the, people, it's like they, you know, she said, yes, I got my vaccine. Like it, it's at the same level of excitement when they post on, you know, social media. I mean, they're just euphoric. They just, just, they just like, can't, they can't wait to post their servitude <laughs> yeah. to the government. Celebrity commercials for it and stuff. I was like, oh, well, we should have celebrities like, I don't know, uh, Marvin Hagler, uh, maybe oh. DMX. You know, oh. Hank, Hank oh, Aaron. Oops. Wait, Hank, Hank Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. I have a signed ball from Hank Aaron. You know, he, nice. they used him for the, to show him getting vaccinated to the black community. So it was like, Oh, so it's okay. Since Hank is getting it. And then he was dead two weeks later. Hey, what happens in Tuskegee stays in Tuskegee. Oh. Yep. Did you guys see? Hey, Lewis? Yeah. Too. Did you see Nico, Nico house? Nico house said his grandfather took it. His 90 year old grandfather, right, 89 yeah. and he fucking died. Not shortly, shortly afterwards. So it's yeah, it's, it's it doesn't matter how many times it happens. It's I use this analogy. Look, what if I went around saying peanut allergies don't exist? Look at all the people that eat peanut butter and peanuts all the time. But obviously it does exist. And some people, a few, I don't know what the percent is or whatever. It'll kill them just like eating it once. Mm -hmm. There are some people that are obviously having adverse reactions to these vaccines. Now, I did get asked about wearing a mask when I was on the airplane and I told oh, yeah. them I was allergic to stupid yeah that's right <laughs> and you had a you had a bag full of uh the battle battle flags right yeah i did i was passing that's... around i had i brought a bunch of plastic straws to los angeles as contraband so and I was, I was wearing <laughs> i was wearing confederate flag everything even shorts you know and i was in out at uh at the block in venice beach handing people plastic straws as contraband just like really here you go fuck really those paper straws boy. man Fuck them paper straws, and they're like, "You ain't from around here, are you?" And I'm like, "God, you're as dumb as I thought." Probably <laughs> <looking at you. laughs> they just couldn't believe I was out there wearing uh, this, basically. And th then I was handing out straws, and people took them. And everyone's like, I "You're brave," but I'm like, "No one's gonna do anything," you know? <clears throat> they probably thought I'm crazy, and it, they probably thought I was armed. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like. Yeah. Nothing will happen. It's California. So what? Yeah. What does uh, what does confiscation look like to you guys? I mean, I, obviously they're, they're psyoping with it, and it's going in that direction. But like the actual act of the state coming in and taking people's firearms. I mean, what? what how does that play out? What are you? It's not gonna, that's not the way it's going to happen. Right. <clears throat> they're just going to freeze your bank accounts and everything until you do. Mm -hmm. Until you hand them in. It's a buyback so program. Buyback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone thinks it'll be like, you know, the troops going door to door or something. That would be the dumbest way to do it ever. Like, yeah, they'll have some, they'll have some program or something that you have to, you know, they, they mostly know, uh, well, not mostly, but a lot of them, they know like who has what guns now because they track them when you buy them. Um, and yeah, it'll be something like that, that they'll just punish you if you don't really turn them. them. Yeah. So they'll just squeeze people to the point of, their backs to the wall and your life is just fucked. If you don't hand in your guns. Yeah. 
it's a it's slippery like slope with them going after statues and all this other stuff i'm like look man these are not just symbols of defiance like this is how they get the bully culture in your face and looking like it's the majority when it isn't right having them out there ripping things down and acting like you better comply or else you know they're gonna loot your store next and the cops are gonna allow it right and same thing with guns they're gonna do a buyback program if you're not in on board they'll treat you like they do me ban you on all the payment processors and turn your bank off you know yeah pete didn't they do something sort of similar to that in new york when they passed the safe act because they mostly knew who had guns and uh didn't i mean how, how did they go about that they kind of knew who had what guns for the most part and well, they that was open defiance. I mean, people, gun owners were going into town hall meetings and going, "Come and come and get them. Mm -hmm. We're not handing in. We're not block. We're not putting blocks in our magazines to make them seven rounds. Just come and get them." Um, and I don't, I don't remember them shutting off payment. I mean, they they shut off payment. Pro I remember about seven years ago, eight years ago, here in Georgia. I think it was Silencer Co. Who I think Silencer Co. is based out of here. They lost their banking. And they were right after Newtown, right after Sandy Hook. There was a bunch of um, gun companies that got got their stuff shut off, and not really not the, like the major gun companies because they're not going to go after them, but like people that make suppressors and things like that. They, they started going after them. So I mean, that was really I think that was a test run for everything. That um, I think that's coming. I mean, we see it. You know, Cody tries to. Um, start Hatreon and he can't get a payment processor for that. So, I mean, there's ways that it's going to happen. I mean, I've talked to Ryan privately about payment processors and what you can do. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, I mean, Leah Ryan, Ryan's had to basically do his own thing in order to get paid in order for, you know, I got to put my money in a foreign bank. Right. And I've got some on an Indian reservation which is also foreign technically supposed to be sovereign land but i'm not sure how long that lasts because it's like whenever it's convenient that just uh never applies it seems like but i have to use uh i can't use any mainstream anything and i can't use any american companies that one twitter account that i just got back which i guarantee you will not last very long is the only american company i'm using like i'm not on youtube i'm not on a i use vk i use telegram um on like either russian or uh asian stuff for everything it's ridiculous because i have to be i've been kicked off everything else and they never give me a reason why uh it's just yeah i know why though it's because i go pretty hard in the paint on israel right and you're not allowed to do that yeah yeah that think... stuff has just probably gotten me in trouble too i am pissing off billionaires <laughs> yeah Pete, i think you made a good point that you know, we got locked down for a year in a country with half a billion guns and there wasn't an uprising. So I sometimes wonder how concerned they actually are that we're armed because it's almost like Soma. If you allow them to keep their guns, you know, you don't really have to worry about them doing anything. <laughs> like if you try to take the guns, I mean, that's, that's why I'm surprised Biden's going forward with the with the gun stuff, because it seems to me be way smarter to just leave it alone because it's not a threat. Obviously, nobody gives a fuck. They're just going to let them do whatever they want. Do you think that's kind of weird? Like why, why even why even attempt if you can lock us down for a year and we don't do anything? Why? Why bother with the guns? American gun ownership is like Schrodinger's gun ownership. It's like, I mean, does it exist? Is it? 
you know, where, where is it? Is if there are guns here, it's like the, um, the first thing I said on January 6th after the, ins- after the quote unquote insurrection was, well, it's a really weird insurrection if a country with half a billion, allegedly half a billion guns doesn't, one doesn't show up you know, for <laughs> right. the insurrection. I mean, th- that's it what it wasn't an insurrection. Yeah, it wasn't. It was yeah. just, it was a bunch of people taking selfies and, you know, looking for laptops. <laughs> but I mean, really, it's, it, you, I think the idea of SOMA when it comes to gun ownership is correct. As long as they're not making a move on them. I mean, and look, think about this 1994 assault weapon ban. You would think that that would have done something, but then again, it really wasn't an assault weapons ban. It made things really weird for 10 years trying to you buy an AK with a folding stock and the folding stock is welded open. And, right. but all of the, all the old magazines were grandfathered in all the old rifles were grandfathered in everything was grandfathered in um yeah i think you you make a good point reed that if as long as they allow you know they're not going to make a move on them then i don't think they get used and i don't i don't want them to be used i mean carl has said carl has said you know there's never been a a a successful revolution in the world. It's always just been a change in management. That's because there really hasn't been a revolution of the mind, you know, anywhere. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe some of the Eastern European countries coming out of, um, coming out of communism, maybe Vaclav Havel is like a good idea of like a, a revolution of the mind, but still we haven't seen anything that, that came out of revolution that, it would be close to what we consider to be like a, you know, voluntary or libertarian society. It always reverts right back to, you know, let's give these guys the biggest guns so that they can protect us. And then they end up not protecting us. So. Right. It's a consciousness thing. It's a lack of consciousness, which is so pervasive here around the world, but especially here in America. And, you know, going back to when, I mentioned people asking you about getting the vaccine. It's just, to me, that's just such a low, it's a, it's like a caveman vibration. It's just such a low vibration and, and such a lack of consciousness and, and thinking and, and any, any ability to expand your, your view and, and even self-awareness to step back and think to yourself, like, I, I should not be asking other people this question. This is, this is not something you ask people like privacy. We, we have no more privacy. Privacy is, is totally out the fucking window. You know, people posting selfies with the needle up their ass. It's, it's like, what, what, what? This is like fucking 1984 and acid. This is horrible. I yeah. saw some film clips of what's supposed to be colleges with the most decrepit, degenerate looking soy boy filth I've ever seen. And they're all just, they're just like screaming, F you fascist, shame, 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 shame. And that's the, that's the discourse chanting yeah. at people and cussing and then leaving the room and clapping for yourself. Evergreen. They don't, there is no dialogue and that's part of cancel culture too. It's like they don't get the talk. We're right. So no speech. They don't want free speech. I'm way more worried about that than I am the guns because you lose free speech. You lose all of it. Um, the gun thing. I feel like they make too much money selling guns it's like abortion. They're all going to, you know, one party will say they're going to get rid of them all the time. They're never going to because it just makes too much money. Right. 
Like they've had the Republicans have had the courts, the Congress, and the president, and didn't do anything about abortion. And the Democrats have had total control and didn't do anything about guns. It's just something they say to their extremities, but they're like, "What's the sales on that?" Oh, yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah, and it's not so even just every the time there's money. a school shooting or something, they have more gun sales than ever because everybody right. thinks they're going to get rid of guns. They go out and buy more. And, you know, with abortions, it's a, it's the law of the land. You can get them in every single state and they make them easier and easier. And it doesn't matter what they say, <clears throat> like George Bush Jr. was in charge. They had the Supreme Court that everything, it never came up. Right. So it's those things. I'm like, the government is, is lying. They use these issues. It's not going to change. If you want to know what the government's going to do, you just look at what makes them more money. Like which industries does it does, you know, is making a buck off this. Are they going to overreact to COVID? Yeah. Because big pharma is a big lobby and they want to sell vaccines. So they'll push it on people. But this one is so invasive, right? Vaccinating people and the and physically making people wear one or two masks or whatever is too much for a lot of people. They're sick of it. And that's going to be, that's what's going to push us into secession. It's all the other abuses and the waste of money on wars and all that. That'll piss off people like us. But the mask thing it's visible like you know sally soccer mom or whatever can see it and every the most idiot lemming there is can see mask no mask right and these are the same people that ran out and hoarded toilet paper like they it you can manipulate them easily right and so it's like yeah nobody rioted or whatever but if someone did the the dam breaks they all go the same direction It'll go so fast. That's why you see these stupid riots like the L.A. riots and stuff like some people will do it. And then it's just mob mentality. Right. And with George Fentanyl, you can bet your ass there's going to be another mob riot totally unrelated to police abuse, like actual police abuse or, you know, which I don't agree that this was the case of that. But there are definitely a million examples you should be mad about that they're not mad about. And then they get mad about the one where the guy dies of a drug overdose. But it's like they're going, they're going to completely chump out over this under the theme of uh, racial justice and hating police. But the reality is they're so frustrated from everything else. But they can't rebel against that. This is what Kaczynski was talking about. Like psychologically, like they can't allow themselves to go against the mask and all that. It breaks from their authoritarian molds. So like it has to be couched in a way that is socially acceptable by the system itself. So fighting racism, sexism, whatever, something the system agrees with and pushes on you. So their, their innate sense to rebel from getting squeezed by everything else, the, from taxes to wearing masks or whatever, right? They Their life sucks because of all these reasons, but they cannot channel that and get that out and riot unless they have some acceptable pretext like fighting racism. So when they riot, it's not really about George Floyd at all or right. any of these things. It's their angst that's been building up, their psychological angst from all this loss of autonomy and abuse they've had, and they blame it all on racism or whatever. They can't; even, they don't even know why they're doing it, right? They're just like racism, you know. They're but they are right there, ready to go, you know, throw a brick through your target window and steal stuff or whatever, because they have been inculcated in an entitlement attitude. They want their free gibbs, and they are completely directionless. They just know that something's wrong. They're sad all the time. Like they're, they are not having real relationships anymore. They don't understand the breakdown of the nuclear family and all the like. Why this is happening? Why they're so depressed? And 
third of them are on psychotropic drugs and stuff. That's not normal for that large chunk of your society to have either depression or narcissistic disorders or like all these mental illnesses that used to not be right. And it's structured in such a pyramid, like the student culture is everyone's ADHD or something, 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 because if they feel like if they fail on one test, on one quiz on one thing and don't get in the right school, they won't get the right job and their whole life is over. You know, every, every day there's like one single wrong decision ruins the rest of their future. And it's structured like that on purpose. And so they are just stressed to the hilt all the time. And the reason they're, they, everyone says they're virtue signaling or whatever they are in a way, but really this is like the only way they can channel out their angst is through the acceptable avenues. And the only acceptable avenues, the one that's been beaten in their head all the time to get the plebs to fight with each other, turn men and women against each other, blacks and whites against each other. They're like, get the middle, like Charles Barkley put it perfectly. They just take the middle class and scramble it up, get them all fighting with each other, you know, and they're not asking, you know, who's sitting there holding the fucking beater or the ants in the jar, like who's shaking the jar, right? Who's shaking the jar? Uh, get the middle class all scrambled up and fighting with each other. And they do. And then they blow blaming cops or blaming this. And it's like, that's not the problem. Okay. Why do we have such widespread fentanyl use in the first place in an opioid crisis? Like the another good uh, rainbow frog is we might actually be getting out of Afghanistan finally. Although we'll see if we really leave or we just say, okay, combat troops are out and replace them with contractors or whatever, you know, like they did Iraq. But that would be a big dent on the opioid crisis is if we just stopped, you know, harvesting and selling it, you know, and, it, and when I say they, I mean, the CIA, FedEx, like the, the poppy farmers in Afghanistan are not bringing it to the United States. The U.S. is bringing it to the U.S. And that's how it's always been. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to close Bagram Air Base. Biden's not going to do that. So we're there. We're in Afghanistan. We're not yeah. leaving. It's it's fucking yeah. window dressing. I, I, I want to believe we are, but Joe Biden's going to get us out of Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, they Joe haven't Biden, told the truth yet. So Joe Biden's going to stop smelling kids too. Come here, Shell. <laughs> Come the here. The only thing that makes me think we might get out of Afghanistan is because they um, don't want them sitting there since they're escalating things in Ukraine. We need a united front, which is scarier because they're like, whoa, are you really talking about war with Russia? Yeah. They're putting sanctions on each other right now. The sanctions that Russia did were hilarious because it doesn't really affect Americans. These are specific sanctions on like just a great list of assholes. Christopher Ray, John Bolton, Susan Rice. You know, yeah. it's uh, James Woolsey's on there who's responsible for the anthrax myths. You know, April Haynes is on there. Um, the attorney general, the FBI director, the director of national intelligence. So it's, you know, these are big well, names. Well, isn't that what the United States does? They'll like um, they'll say, oh, we're putting sanctions on Venezuela, but they're not really sanctions. We're just sanctioning certain people in Venezuela. Yeah, well, in Venezuela, it's like I try to explain this to these socialists. They're like, oh, the reason they're failing is because of the sanctions. But no, the, the problem in Venezuela is it's just competition between external and domestic exploitation. Either you're going to get exploited by giant American corporations or you're going to get exploited by your own domestic Venezuelan leaders. And what like what Hugo Chavez did, because it's he that's where it went downhill. They went from the richest country in South America to the poorest. 
is he had all this capital investment from outside building oil refineries and whatnot. And then he reneged on the deals, kicked them out and replaced them all with Chavez loyalists who didn't know what they were doing, by the way. And then he started doing price controls and things, which obviously lead to shortages. And they blame it all on the U.S. I was like, the U.S. put sanctions on these people because they're pissed off that their companies put millions of dollars in investments building these things for Venezuela and had the know-how and everything. And then once he had it all built and stuff, he just kicked them out. Right? So they hate that. But the bulk of the reason for all the poverty in Venezuela is because of Venezuela itself. I mean, there's even stricter sanctions on a place like Gaza Strip, and they're not starving in shortages or anything. There's even stricter sanctions on Iran or Syria, which is also fighting in the middle of a war, and they're still not as poor like as Venezuela. Like it's um but a place like North Korea, there are zero sanctions on agricultural products, for example, to North Korea or Venezuela. Zero. But they don't have food. And they don't have the capital to buy the food from outside anyway. Because so central planning doesn't work. Socialism doesn't work. Well, and and the Venezuelan oil is so impure, it takes special um, facilities in order to be able to refine it. And I think really, like in the Western Hemisphere right now, I think the only the only ones that exist are like owned by the Cokes. So it's like, I mean, that's why they can't do anything with their oil now, because they basically shut down their own facilities. And one of them died. They... um. They don't have the expertise to know how to do it themselves, though. And you got to question why. Why don't you refine your own oil, right? They don't have the know-how, the education, anything, because you need that. Almost anything like that is a global effort, and you need free markets, and you need trade, and you need to to obey contract laws, and not just wait wait till people invest and do things, and then throw them out and nationalize it, and say it's ours. Like that doesn't work. And I know the argument of like, well, you don't want United Fruit Company style corporate takeovers with the CIA and da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, that you're being a light switch brain. The choice is not either that or that, right? It's lots of, like I like uh, Reed was saying, there's a lot of things in between um, nationalizing, going full socialist or even communist and, you know, total uh, foreign finance capitalists taking over your whole country like uh, East Eden a tea company or something, you know. Or United Brands. By the way, United Fruit renamed United Brands, renamed Chiquita. You know who started United Brands? Eli Black, Leon Black's father, the guy giving 158 oh, okay. million dollars to Epstein, mm -hmm. and he got it from uh, Miner Cooper Keith Railroad Industry, who got it from Stinking Lincoln. That's how close it is. You're only talking about five generations from Reconstruction, four or five, depending on the age. That's not a long time. That's where these people got their money, stinking Lincoln. Like that's where Jeffersonian is democracy died. Like any semblance of a libertarian-ish state uh, would have been something like Virginia from 1776 until 1864, 1865. And it all went to hell with Lincoln. And then it went further, deeper into hell under Grant. I mean, it's just, that's where lobbyists were born. And it's so pervasive that, because lobby comes from the hotel lobbies where Grant used to meet all these interest groups. It's so pervasive today that we just expect it. Like, oh, yeah, the lobby, the, the such and such lobby, you know, the APAC lobby, this lobby. Like, what, what, what? Why are they there at all? <laughs> this is not, they're not supposed to be a rental government, but it is. And it's so normal that the idea of like, why don't you just call that legalized bribery? Like, get rid of all the lobbies. 
Nobody gets to donate. You know, that's not, we're supposed to vote based on representation. Yada, yada, har, har. Right. That, it's so dead and gone in, in the distance after Lincoln. Like there isn't really a way to return. It is unfixable other than seceding. But that's so, pretty far in the distance too. I mean, there's not a single state that, yeah, it might be better than DC, but all our state governments are pretty bad. All of them. Well, even Texas, and people are like, oh, well, Texas is going to secede and everything. Um, there's a reason why Fort Hood is only right up the road from Austin. Because as soon as Texas tries to secede, well, maybe tanks are going to start rolling down towards Austin right out of Fort Hood. Maybe. Well, that's frightening. Texas Abbott was talking about how Gab is anti-Semitic. I mean... They're pretty woke, right? It's just they look okay compared to California or something, but they're pretty fucking far from Jefferson and what we had, right? Mm -hmm. That those days are gone. Like it's very, very statist, and you know mm -hmm. that it's they're so bootlicker too. It says on the one hand, it's like okay, you don't want some most of you don't want to wear a mask or whatever, but like you'll bow and worship the cop and the ranger, and that just yeah. It's just another brand of authoritarianism. Do you think? Do you think though the one good thing to come out of it could mark the return of the rooftop Koreans? Ooh. Oh it's yeah, that's something. The, something we're all that best Korea is rooftop Korea. Rooftop <laughs> Koreans in the Kyle Rittenhouses, right? <laughs> see, the, uh, see, there was just, the one. There was one seventeen-year-old boy that stood up to Antifa and BLM, and uh, he first he shot a a ginger child molester who had raped a set of twins and been in jail for 13 years, killed him. Then the guy that was beating him with a skateboard, I swear, I wish he had said skater die, die shot him because he was assaulting him with a deadly weapon. And then a guy who's not supposed to have a gun is waving a pistol in his face and he disarmed him in more than one way. And they acted like he's the Antichrist or something. Like, this is the coolest kid I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, he just shot three like, communists. Can I adopt him? <laughs> you know, he just shot three communists who were literally setting car lots on fire and just the anarchy, the bad kind, just pointless violence, right? And he's like, get away from those cars. Like, he's really naive or he's got nuts the size of the grapefruit. And they're like, if you would ever started chasing him. And he and then they he didn't shoot until someone shot a gun in the air or shot at him. It's hard to tell from the video. And then Rosenbaum grabbed him and he says, "Okay, pal, into you." And then he just calmly starts jogging toward the cops to say, "I, I shot someone." And he gets attacked again. He fell down. He shot that guy, and he blew the other guy's arm off, who had a gun pointed at him. And uh, all the sympathy was for the one sole surviving communist, right? Like Kyle Rittenhouse was the meanie or whatever. This guy was literally like a Boy Scout, parents' wet dream kind of kid, volunteered for everything, cleaned up graffiti. Like, he's he's awesome. And um, they arrested him and put him in jail for a long time anyway. He finally got out. But, like, there was one guy that did stand up to the mob with a gun and came out of it all right. So Kyle Rittenhouse is showing the way. Right, this, and it happened in Kenosha how, of all places. <laughs> shows how dumb the bootlickers are, though, because like who gets arrested? Nobody who's like you know attacking unprovoked or whatever. They all get away with it. Right. It's like, didn't the people who were um, I forget what state it was? Who was that husband and wife who were like standing outside their house with an AR-15? Didn't they get yeah. in trouble too? 
they did uh yeah. they did and then they reversed it but like again every single person that relied on the cops to protect their business their business is on smoldering right now and on fire right. and, and been looted everybody that rooftop korean everybody that just stood outside their business with a gun they walked right past all those places right right if you want to protect your this is the argument for guns right here like what do you need an ar-15 for after you saw the antifa blm riots you're like that you know and they got mad i mean remember the video the woman was mad at these arabs are protecting their laundry mat or whatever and she's like i'm gonna come back here with my cousin why are you standing out there with a gun it's like you don't get to rob the beauty salon or whatever that was next to the thing you're not entitled to come in here and steal stuff you dumb bitch. but they didn't rely on the cops they stood yeah. out there visibly with semi-automatic rifles and whatever else they had and were like move along and the people like that you're talking about i can't remember their names either but um they broke down their gate they're on private property and they'd already seen them set a 7-eleven on fire and some other stuff so they just stood out there with weapons saying you know don't don't attack our house oh, yeah. what's wrong with that and they they just McCloskey. acted like oh my gosh it's mussolini hitler and his wife rave braun in the yard it's like they, the mob that broke their gate and is trespassing right now who absolutely would have torch that house had they not been defending it you know that's who you should have been mad at but you're not mark, allowed to be mad at that mark it and Patricia mccloskey that's their name that's right it's mccloskey yeah i love that pink polo i'm gonna wear that for halloween this year there's sure. so many memes of that dude oh, fucking everything dude have you seen the the saving private property instead of saving private ryan it's just the silhouette of him with i love too that the king had him speak had them at speak at the convention too we got the mccloskey's here they are american patriots they stood up to the tyranny of the woke mob and here they are at the convention. And boy, we cleaned her up great. We gave her a great makeover. She could probably be in one of my beauty pageants. I'll tell you another example of someone that stood up to the mob. So you had Rittenhouse and they had McCloskey's. And there was that statue of AP Hill that they were tearing down that fell on a protester and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric mentioned Evergreen College. I mean, while that group was terrorizing basically that college for like two weeks, imagine if a couple vets who went to the college just went home armed up and would have came back and just they could have taken the they could have no they could have just without even firing a shot they could have taken that con that campus back two or three mm -hmm. guys could have taken that campus oh yeah back. well like you said Ryan they're just little soy manlets you know with pink mm -hmm. hair and fucking fists up their ass and, and yeah oh yeah the sight of two hard dick veterans with it, they, they don't are, even need to be. In, they don't even need to be in full battle rattle. I mean, they could just walk in there. You know, what Ricky yeah. Manor did. <laughs> Ricky Manor's uh, sometimes part-time co-host with me. He's a this base black guy with a purple beard, and he has a Confederate <laughs> flag in his in the back of his videos too. The woke mob gets confused. He's kind of a big man, and all he did, they were just nipping and did it, and he just shouted. And they all like, and they don't know what to do. They can't call him racist because he's black. And that was their only weapon. Right. And so they just have to sit there. Whatever he says, they just nod and, and agree because they're scared to death. <laughs> Use their own weapon. They against can't them. get him fired. He's black. That that weapon's not going to work. And they don't know what to do. Like their flags about slavery. And he's like, which uh, slave ship had a Confederate flag? Because none of them did. Yep. <laughs> they all had, 
you could argue the Revolutionary War, the same thing. Like all the uh, states had slaves at that point, and yet the Brits were going around getting rid of it. But that's not why we had a Revolutionary War. They were trying to preserve their union and keep the colonies, and we were trying to separate, which is the same as the Civil War. The level of education is really shocking and scaring the shit out of me. Like as soon as the government guaranteed college loans, so anybody could go to college, they realized, hell, let's just let in whatever. It doesn't matter if they fail out or not. We can get money from all these people. And the quality of education just disappeared. When when you see woke mobs just sitting there going, shame, shame, shame. Like you're acting like you're not even acting like a eighth grader. You're not you you don't deserve to be at college. Like you're an American, you're in the richest country in the world. You have more privileges than anybody or you used to until last year or whatever. You, you have many advantages over most and you're out of college. You voluntarily go to class. If you want to, you're probably not paying for it yourself, especially these kids. They were the last video I saw there at like a $70,000 a year college. I'm like, you're not paying for that. And I don't know why your parents are paying for it. Actually, no one's paying for it. You're going into massive debt with student debt. That's what's happening. But Department of Education is the third largest corporation in the U.S., but they don't categorize it as that. But they're making so much money because they borrow money and then they loan it out at a higher interest than what they borrowed it for and make money in the spread. And they do it over and over again. And they don't care that that destroyed education, that they are in the theme of equality, or now they say equity, which is not even what that word means. Like equitable, everyone should go to college. Wrong, everyone should not go to college. Like, everyone should be a rocket scientist. Wrong, only people who can be a rocket scientist should be a rocket scientist. Like, it's not uh, against equality to say no, everybody doesn't get to have this thing. This thing has no. a meaning, right? And you have to get you have to earn a degree in whatever the hell you're getting a degree in, and that that comes with mastering some sort of material or whatever you cannot just hand them out or it undermines the whole meaning of what a degree is and then they're worthless they don't get that i'm like wow that's a quick education you should have been told first grade you know yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, have everybody that's I've a talked ridiculous about this statement no, oh, sorry. Yeah, I've talked about this with Dave Smith, and I talked a little bit about it with Pete last time I had him on. Is everyone's worried about communism when these idiots are just tools for fascism? Because um, you know the, the workers don't own the means of production. This all enables the upper class and big corporations and colleges, and you know, I mean, we are living in like a textbook fascist state right now, and workers all these idiots who are anti-fascist are facilitating it because they're just. They've been they've been co-opted to uh, support these big corporations that? because the big corporations will say they're anti-racism or whatever. So they'll <laughs> they'll line right up and push the cause right along. I always love that workers should own the to earn the means of production like they do. I mean, that's what owning a business is. Go own a business. Go start a business. You get to own. you get to you don't redistributing wealth. That's the other stupid name. Like. Right? Wealth is not distributed. It's gained through labor. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't just get money. Whatever. But uh, having private citizens own land and own property and set up businesses, that is private ownership. And what, what you really say by workers owning the means of production is they want the government to redistribute wealth. to them. <laughs> they want the lowest person on the ladder as an equal share with somebody with all the talent or whatever. Like the dishwasher should make as much as the chef. No, right. they shouldn't. 
right? Like unskilled labor should not be paid as much as skilled labor. And if you do that, you're going to lose all your skilled labor. Duh. Yeah. Well, it's all you know, economics. It I, I want this. I, I deserve this. I've been working for two weeks. I think I should be the manager. <laughs> it, it, it's all economics. You said they can own the means of production by starting their own business, but then they're going to have to compete. If they have the government do it for them and they use a government monopoly, well, then they have a monopoly and the monopoly is not going to fail immediately. I mean, eventually it's going to fail. But if you have a monopoly on a service, well, then you don't have to compete. Yeah, so they don't Lockheed have Martin. to work. Yeah, they don't have to work at all. And that's mm -hmm. what they want. They don't want to work. They don't want to put any effort in. And the whole fascism thing in this country is we've been taught when we think of fascism, we're thinking culturally, we're thinking of two steps. Yeah, we're not thinking economics right. and economic fascism is as bad as socialism. So why, you know, as the workers owning the means of production, it's just they don't because everything has been socialism now has a lot of people when they talk about socialism, they don't talk about it economically. They don't talk about fascism economically. It all has to be cultural. Right. And then but when the economics dies, when when nobody is economically literate, then we're all in for a world of pain. Ted Kaczynski gave the example of a ship. Like, why can't we all be the captain or the navigator? <laughs> because you don't know how to navigate. That's why. And you're going to just run into icebergs. But I used to give the example of an airplane. Like, well, shouldn't we all get it take turns being the pilot or something? He's the only one that's, you know, practiced and become a, a pilot and understands the plane and all. But, you know, equality or something. Oh, it'll be more it, better for diversity if we all take turns flying the plane, which would mean the plane's immediately going to crash. But. That example I used to give, and I made that silly on purpose to try to drive the point home that you can't just have workers own stuff that don't know about the business or whatever. Um, but now this is a real thing through the magic of diversity, since only 7% of pilots are female and some percent are minorities, they're just going to even that all out. And so now they're just going to hire more women and more minorities and the hell with merit or anything else. They just need it to be even for the sake of it. Right. It's got to be even by outcome. The reason there aren't more female pilots or minorities is not because of prejudice. It's not because of um, that they can't do it or whatever. You know, they're not interested in doing it. They're not doing it. It doesn't matter. It's a very specific type of job. The odds of every single occupation having exactly even number percentages of all the different minorities and da 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 da, da like you could keep breaking it down. How many are left handed? How many have green eyes? How many this? How many that? Like it doesn't end. Right. And but what you look like has nothing to do with how well you can fly a plane. Right. Maybe your alcohol tolerance, if you're flying <laughs> Delta or United, <laughs> maybe that maybe that's a factor in. But like, I think what it is, is it's almost automated now anyway. So it doesn't matter who flies or whatever. But man, we could literally have some planes crashing into the ground because they just needed to have you know, the left-handed Eskimo handicapped woman or whatever flying the plane because there weren't enough of them doing it or something. And this is a real thing. This is not, this is not, I'm not making this up to be funny. They are no, actually no, going no. to fire 50% of their workforce and hire women and minorities just cause. And it just, that's prejudice and racist and sexist yeah. to them and to whites or whoever it is that's flying planes right now, whatever category it is currently, it, they're going to lose jobs or never get them in the first place because they don't 
belong to the right uh, biological category. Of course, I guess they could just self-identify. That might be the way around you it. Could, you could like, change it. I am a mid, whatever mid flight. Hire. <laughs> yeah. Change it mid flight. I knew <laughs> exactly. I I knew we were really fucked when remember when United had that thing where they were trying to force a two year old to wear a mask and the video oh, yeah. came out and it's crying. And I said it would and I put on Twitter, I said it would be a real shame if a bunch of United planes were, you know, just set on fire on the tarmac. And I had libertarians attacking me and and, and agorists too, you fuckers, um, being like, being like, oh, well, then maybe somebody should shoot you. It's like, do you think, did you not just see did what you happened? attack a two year old? Is that no. a not a violate? Is that a not a violation of your precious non aggression principle? What they were doing mm. I mean, because it's a private company, that's not a violation, right? Fuck. Dude, they kicked and, off and you wonder why libertarian you wonder why libertarianism it's not a private company. <laughs> it's not really a private company because it's like, oh, you want these government subsidies? Then you gotta obey our rules. Oh, you want us to pay like we're gonna say your plane has to only have X number of people on it because they have to be spaced to apart because of COVID. But don't worry, we're gonna pay for the empty seats from the state. Well, now they have to obey the state because if they don't obey the state, they don't get their they, the state regulations force them to have to behave a certain way. And then if they don't behave that way, they don't get the money from the state and they're going to go out of business. So it's like, if you got rid of the state, an airline company could actually say, you know what, we're not having masks, but they can't really realistically make that decision because any airline that says we're getting rid of masks or whatever is going to lose all their government privileges. And you cannot exist in competition with others that have government privileges when you don't. Right. So you got to get rid of them all. You got to get rid of all that. Then so I guarantee you there'd be at least one company saying we're not having masks. There's plenty of people that don't want to wear a mask, especially on an international flight, 10 hours, whatever. What I was just on uh, Asiana and didn't wear a mask. And they just because they didn't enforce it like I was supposed to. I wore one that said dehumanize on the plane, took it off and went to sleep. Right. And they didn't care. But when the woman next to me was like, she, she was not next to me. She was in then like three rows over, but she came over to the row in front of me so she could take pictures out the window and stuff, but she didn't have a window seat. So they made her go back. And then she put her feet up in the aisle and she's laying down and put her, her nasty feet in the aisle and they came and uh, <laughs> put her feet down and she got all uppity in their face. And they said, these are Koreans don't put up with shit. They're like, this is not your house. This is an airplane. <laughs> like, sit in a chair. We don't care if you lay across the three empty seats, or whatever, but you can't have your feet in the aisle because people or other people are using that aisle, whatever. Was that rooftop was, airlines? I loved it, man. They were like, this is not your head. They're like, I paid for this ticket. The woman's getting on. She's like, so did everybody else. And they need to be able to move up and down the aisle of the bathroom and stuff when you get your feet in the way. And they're like, this is not your home. <laughs> it was hilarious. They had the feet in the aisle. Was Hunter Biden there? On his knees. Oh, damn. <laughs> Where's Hunter? Get a, Hunter, daddy's taking a shower. Come shower or, with me, Hunter. Or Prince Andrew. Where's He's Hunter? in defeat, apparently. <laughs> I want to I smell some hair, and I want to do some crack and Parmesan cheese with Hunter. Because, <laughs> well, listen, listen, Ryan. I'm serious, man. Listen, man. This is about the soul of Amtrak, okay? The soul of Amtrak. Did I talk about my dead wife yet? Did I talk about my dead son yet? Kamala Harris is a good vice president. She's a good president. Good president. Yeah, corn pop. <laughs>
they collected four million dollars on Bo Biden's. They they made money off their dead oh, yeah. kid. Oh yeah, no, uh, Bo Biden. My dad died of the same cancer that Bo Biden had, glioblastoma, and the cancer fucking racket industrial complex is one of the most disgusting, uh, dehumanizing, uh, sickening things. You know, all these people want you to get involved in their their pet projects and all that, and in the the Biden use of it was particularly grotesque. Four million dollars, not a dime spent on research. No, they just used it to aggrandize the Democratic Party. We bought we bought palm cheese with it. And then Ryan, the hunter Ryan. marries I'm, the widow. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Where's Hunter? Come shower. Come shower with Daddy. <laughs> For those who don't know the Parmesan cheese reference, is Hunter like? so cracked out of his mind he's looking through the rug and for crack and found some parmesan cheese and was smoking the cheese thinking i wanted more drugs listen ryan i'm serious man i wanted to have spaghetti night and i couldn't get any parmesan or reggiano because hunter smoked it <laughs> i love the facial expression you're doing I'm, I'm serious man a little black kids in the pool and corn pop with a chain and they play with the hair on my legs i had that hair on my hairy legs I, i'm serious man i don't want my kids in a racial jungle a kamala harris <laughs> I did Trump for six years. I'm now Mike and I are now we're working on our Biden. So I'm I'm focus grouping with you guys. How is it? It's good. I'm impressed so far. It's um, it's funny and scary at the same time because he actually said that shit. Oh, it's fucking frightening. I it's thought frightening. George Bush Jr. He you know strategic <laughs> that that was bad. And you know even before that they get remember how the media lost his fucking mind because Dan Quayle misspelled potato. Y'all don't remember that. Pete, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was like potato had an e on it or whatever. And, Sorry, that's wrong. Then I think it was Rogan or somebody had a joke about this. Might have been Sam Tripoli. He's like, there's some people in the back with their arms crossed, being like, nah, he's satisfied. We can go dumber. And so then they got Bush Jr. Then you had Sarah Palin, <laughs> and you're like, "That's rock bottom, right?" It's can't you can't. I see Russia from my window. Then they're Trump. like, "No, no, 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 Joe Biden, <laughs> yeah, Joe Cooter. Biden, the Cooter. dog did it." <laughs> What's your name, Sally? No serious boyfriends till you're thirty. Now come here and give Uncle Joe a tongue bath. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's sick the and hair speech is like what, dude? He's in the like a life lifeguard chair. Yeah, surrounded by black children, like he's a fucking king. <laughs> it's just such bad optics, and he's talking about you. The, what he was doing with his speech about I was in the pool and they played with my leg hairs. It was him saying, uh, "See, I even got in the same water as black people, and I let him touch my hair." And he's all proud of himself for yeah. just normal yeah. shit, right? <laughs> like, right. I miss Strom. Yes. Strom Thurmond was a good guy. Strom Thurmond is a good friend of mine. We came in the Senate together in 1912. A good Bird. friend of mine. Uh, uh, I, hey, I did see a speech on C-SPAN where Robert Byrd just grilled Donald Rumsfeld and was awesome. But, of course, the retort was Byrd used to be in the Klan, which I guess a long time ago he was in the Klan. I was like, what's that got to do with what he said to Rumsfeld about the Iraq War? Like yeah. even the Klansman looks like the good guy compared to Rumsfeld. That's not what I saw. Like even this weirdo, yeah, well, is better than this guy. Nothing top Cynthia McKinney's dressing down a Rumsfeld. Now who had the contracts? You know that's that's some of the best best. Dana Rohrbach's asking about Afghanistan, and they asked about American casualties, and they didn't know how many there were. Right. That was a pretty good solid moment. 
Dana sucks on a lot of other things, but that was a nice one for him. Dana, he's, <laughs> he's a big fan of Russia. He's a good friend uh, with Putin. Very nice guy. Gave him a nice medal. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> so, Ryan, have you heard about this uh, project that the Pentagon has been working on to implant microchips to uh, sense COVID-19? Have you heard about that at all? Or I've seen that floating around VK. It's just, I'd, I'm like, you do them first. Let's chip up Bill Gates, the guy that's meeting Jeffrey Epstein nine times after Epstein had been arrested for raping children. Meets him in Seattle, went to the rape mansions, and then he's like, I don't have any business deals with him. I'm like, well, that just shot yourself in the foot because if you don't have any business deals with him, why are you meeting him at all? <laughs> it's only yeah. one reason to meet Epstein in person. So, Pete, have you have you done any more research on that, or do you know anything deeper about that that microchip stuff? Or it just sounds like stuff that I've been hearing forever. You know, it's like, a, have you seen the meme going around where um, it's like the the a jar filled with coins, and it's like um, every time Alex Jones was right, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all this all this stuff that Alex Jones was talking about that was like completely insane, you know. And I know he's controlled opposition. Don't get me wrong, but um, a lot of what he puts out, you know, it's just a perfect limited hangout. There's so much of stuff that he puts out is right, and I mean, he's talked about stuff like that forever, and I, I've known about yeah. that that forever. So yeah. yeah, he's also said we're all going to be living in bunkers in New Zealand, and Y2K is going to kill us all, and a whole bunch of yeah. things that were wrong. But then what he'll do is he'll be like the Chacoms. And then when China does anything bad, which it's China, right? They're like, see, Alex called it. Really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> because the Chacoms or whatever. The Chacoms are putting fluoride in the Crab Rangoons, Infowars.com. He said Sandy Hook was all crisis actors. He said, uh, he said a lot of dumb shit. But, um, well, that's the cultural Even, even Alex, forever. like, is more accurate than the mainstream media right but that's not that's like setting the bar all the way on the floor and jumping over it yeah alex jones is right more than them like, i was talking to justin o'donnell and joe evans the other day and justin o'donnell was saying that you know alex jones was right and i actually said exactly what you said like well he wasn't right it's just the mainstream media is so wrong that it makes him look <laughs> okay but eric uh give us an alex jones and uh um, opinion on the, I don't know if you've heard about it, but the, have you heard about the microchips at all? Uh, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about the microchips. First of all, if you're going to have good chips, you got to have good salsa. Okay. So DARPA's developing the salsa folks. You wouldn't believe it right now. They're teaming up with Elon Musk and the deep state and the trilateral commission and the Aspen Institute and the Bilderbergers and the Bohemian Grove and NATO. And they got this sludge that you're going to take it and you're going to want to wear 50 masks. Okay. You're going to be so docile and dumbed down. You want to wear 50 masks, but the chips are, I've been talking about the chips for a long time, folks. Okay. I've been doing 15, 16, 20, 48 75 hour days folks the <laughs> chips are real the darpa chips are real i'm so tired of fighting they're evil they're just so evil larry silverstein said pull my finger folks infowars.com <laughs> no i dude I, everyone look people would say alex is batshit talking about chips and microchips and uh, these are this is out of darpa so i mean this is what darpa does man they work on this shit and by the time it hits the public, they've already been working on it for 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, how long it's been in development. And that, that's that's why Hollywood exists. Hollywood exists to be an air balloon of this shit, to put it percolated into the public consciousness. And then when they roll it out, it's like, oh, but that's actually a good idea because virus bad. And if we have a chip that goes under our skin to detect virus, that's good, 
right? Because virus bad, chip good. Okay, let's take the chip. So, yeah, yeah that, that's that's where we're at, folks. It's very real. Nineteen eighty. The answer to nineteen eighty four is seventeen seventy six. Infowars.com. Buy my dick bells. <laughs> Home of guard. I went to look at my uh, gay frogs t-shirt description where I had that long rant about, and it's gone. They removed it. It sucks. I was going to do my Alex Jones thing too, but my uh, my spiel has been removed from the t-shirt company. Oh, it was great too. It was all. It was all like, oh, I can't do it. I was all the Luciferian. It's just all the crap he says in a row, Hoax. and uh, apparently they removed it. it sucks. That Hoax. was my product description. Right. If, if we elect Hillary Clinton, we're looking at a thousand years of darkness, folks. I can't even tell you how evil of a demon she is. She's like when Kamala Harris queefs, it's pure sulfur. All right, folks, I got the documents on this. I got the <laughs> where, is, where is any of that wrong? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Emrick, he's still the soul of the age, though. You got, you got to love Alex Jones. He's going on all these uh, like podcasts and comedian shows and just getting fucking blasted, and uh, you know, talking about my family's high German. You know, my my father was approached by Paperclip. Uh, you know, he was part of part of the resistance, and uh, you know, I remember the, I remember the machine elves, and they, they had this whole plan to put the Florida in the toothpaste, going back to the founding of our country, folks. Thomas Paine wrote about this, okay, when he wrote uh, you know Common Sense, and he wrote Brave New World with Huxley. And, uh, it's all it's all been there, folks. I've been talking about this forever, okay. It's all there. Joe Rog Joe Rogan's good sometimes. Sometimes he's bad. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes we get a stake. We go to the gun range. But uh, infowars.com and go in there right now and type in Ryan Dawson, get 20% off the new Patriot Shield brain boost, <laughs> nascent iodine silver. Have you ever interacted with him, Ryan, with Alex Jones? Or he banned me off his YouTube and everything else. And uh, no, I've had people go interact on him and like trigger him with my name before. I'm yeah. really pissed that they removed my gay frogs at Jonestown description. <laughs> sucks i didn't have that copied anywhere i really didn't think that was going to get removed every time i come on i've been newly found something i've been showing from it really sucks it was awesome i used to read that to people that was my giant sound did, did you see my Dawson? favorite was the interdimensional demon elves that were uh communicating through dmt with the nazis to build a super space gate to release the, the devil yeah. on, back onto earth but yeah, alex jones's family personally went and stopped it with uh Commandos, whatever, super secret stuff nobody could ever know. This is deep stuff here, John. I, I, I could get in so much trouble. Eddie Bravo was talking about this, folks. They're going to come yeah, after first, first, first. They're going to come for Eddie Bravo, then they're going to come for you. It's this, this is scary stuff. It's wild stuff here, folks. Deep State's coming at me. Uh, they're shutting all me down. They're shutting everything down. And the, the chai, it's the Chicoms. The Chicoms did 9 11, okay? They're attacking babies. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating the babies. These guys are so evil at Bohemian Grove. They use the bones of the babies to pick their teeth after they eat them. Mm, I love the taste of that baby plasma. I love that taste. Hillary Clinton. She's, 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 she's that Planned Parenthood drinking baby smoothies, folks. You're doing the baby smoothies. I'm so tired of their evil. I'm tired of their evil. Remember when he cried? Remember that video, Ryan? Yeah. I'm so tired of documenting their evil. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Character. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Pete Clown. I have a personal dislike for him because people are like, he's funny, he's entertaining. I'm like, yeah, but he almost single-handedly hijacked the adult narrative on September 11th and turned it into just fucking crap. And uh, he does that to things. 
they're doing it with Jeffrey Epstein's work right now that people talk about he's still alive and Maxwell's not really in jail. There's tunnels and it's the QAnon people this oh, time. The dumps. Yeah, the but, dumps. Deep underground military base. That's real, folks. Stupid, you know. Fucking retarded Q shit. Trump is yep. still the Trump. The, the perfect proof that Trump is still president is the fact that there are still kids in cages on the uh, on the southern border. <laughs> so That's true with Obama. So true, Peter. Who who built the cages, Joe? Who built the cages? Okay. Who, oh, who built it was it's a great one-liner. Justin O'Donnell the other night. He said, uh, or I think it was Justin O'Donnell said it. Um, Biden's building the wall so that Trump can't run on it next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> we're gonna have Hunter's gonna run construction on the wall, and we're gonna. Build it with Amtrak. We're gonna build back better. Then we're gonna we're gonna smell Amtrak. I'm from Amtrak, Pennsylvania, Scranton. Okay. It's gonna be a green wall. Green right. Scranton wall with AOC Kamala. You, so, you know what's uh, funny is apparently uh, people are infrastructure now. Yeah. Oh my god. What's funny <laughs> is uh, we were talking about it earlier with how it's not about how competent you are, or what your views are, it's just what ethnicity or gender you are that meme that was going around for months before the election it was like the bomb the the bomber with the blm and the yeah. rainbow flag on it like that's literally what we have now i mean we have the same government but it's just with um you know like biden uh posted a picture of his warmonger cabinet and how diverse it was like this is the u.s military now uh, and then, like, uh, Raytheon putting out ads on how they have like transgender white. employees. It's just like, I mean, it, it's literally the meme in His real life. His cabinet is 73% Jewish. So, a lot of diversity between different Jewish groups, I guess. <laughs> it's just like, it's build not back, diverse at all. Build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Kamala. Make America great. Sloganeering, they they literally have animal mascots with a jackass and an elephant. It's, it's sports teams. It's incredible. It's team baseball, folks. If it were you ever go, you ever go back and read addresses or letters or things from real presidents? You know, you ever just go back and just read things written by Washington or or Coolidge or what? You know, it's so different. <laughs> then then you read stuff from Bush or Trump or. Clinton, right? And you're just the quality is just, you know, you don't even have to go that far back. Like speeches from Carter, John F. Kennedy, or something, you know, it sounds like a president at least. But man, from television on, which is LBJ to now, it just, oh. And and then now read Trump's just like, we need wall. We go from ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country to we need wall. <laughs> we need wall. That, that's it. It's it just it sums it all up. That's that's read nice canned response to pretty much everything when someone comes at you or yeah, with a gotcha question. That's how you answer. Someone's triggered. You just go we need wall. <laughs> well, you know, I used to watch the press conferences with Kelly McEnany with popcorn, like oh yeah. Because it's like Jerry Springer shit. It's uh, they're coming in with the dumbest fucking and easily anticipated questions, all race baiting nonsense or whatever. And she's just smackdown, smackdown, smackdown. And it's <laughs> so what do they do? They ban her Twitter, you know. But she just would wreck these woke reporters, and it was hilarious. And they never stopped. It didn't matter. They were just all proud of themselves and 
going to ask the same stupid baited questions anyway. But they, whether it was Trump or Obama, it was always this silly criticism. They weren't mad at Obama for his wars and destroying Libya and sending refugees into Europe and his, you know, the largest wealth transfer in the history of the world with banker bailouts and none of that. It was, he's a secret Muslim and I don't think he has a birth certificate. Right. And then with Trump, it wasn't any of the real stupid shit he did, giving the Golan Heights to Israel and all that. It was, you know, identitarian nonsense. So all the criticism is in this little safe space that doesn't mean anything anyway. And none of the real criticism gets out, especially the anti-war voice. They don't get a platform, right? Uh, the anti-Zionist voice, that doesn't get a platform. Like All these major things that matter aren't discussed at all. They want to keep it in this nonsensical, identitarian bullshit, whatever, of just monkeys throwing poo. That's what the discourse looks like. Just, <laughs> really? Ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> I am waiting. I'm waiting for someone to, to filibuster just get up there and go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. You know? <laughs> That's about uh, what college campuses are right now. Going, shame, 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 shame. <laughs> you know, just like Jones did it. <laughs> he said, you, you're not normal. <laughs> you're just like, That's what you're doing. <laughs> oh, Generation oh. Z is so stupid. Yeah, and they, they just fucked. don't know what else they're like. What else is what could gravitate? What kind of no shit Sherlock everyone already agrees on this issue could we gravitate to a, a dead horse? We could kick some more, right? Like fighting racism. No shit. Everybody agrees already, right? Um, and yet you would think, well, what about corporate bailouts or pointless wars? That seems to be something most people would agree are dumb and wrong. No, you can't even bring it up, right. That's not sexy. It doesn't. I didn't hear race. You know, it's like corporate bail. I didn't hear race. It's yeah. not about race every fucking time. They're they're like they've got a mental problem with this race stuff. They are so obsessed. You turn on the TV in the U.S. today is what I hear. It's racial this, racial that. Some cop shot somebody because she thought her taser was a gun or whatever. I'm like, you you don't belong on the police force or even holding such weapons if you're that stupid. Right. <laughs> right. Like you should those toys should you shouldn't have those toys. Right? right. You're not ready for that. Yeah. You're you're a trained officer. How the fuck do you mistake a yellow taser or whatever in a gun? Oh, Jesus Christ. These people. And now someone's dead. But are they gonna get mad at police and, and get rid of red flag laws and do right. all the perform? No, no, no. They're gonna go rob Louis Vuitton and set car lots on fire. Yeah, exactly. I mean the Last year, when the whole George Floyd thing happened, regardless George of fentanyl. yeah, <laughs> regardless of you know the circumstance of that, that was a great opportunity to take on the cops and get some major mm -hmm. reforms. But you're right; nobody gave a shit about any of the structural problems. It was all qualified immunity. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing changed. Literally, nothing changed. Nope. <laughs> Let's go yeah. burn a building down. Let's burn back better. Burn well, things back did better. Change. Things did change. People started liking the police even more because oh, yeah, no. they the cop they're not dumb. They allow these riots to happen and they just sit on their thumbs. They don't care unless you're attacking a government building. They're not going to show right. up because they don't work for us. They work for the state. They're road pirates that generate revenue for the state. That's their real job. Yeah. Um, first police ever created were to catch runaway slaves. I mean, that's they don't have a great history. But anyway, there <laughs> there was a change because 
the riots happen and then people go to government daddy government more and so please please protect us whatever we need more policing we need to refund the police but cops did not protect any businesses business owners with guns protected them themselves that's the reality of the situation they the media didn't tell you spoon feed that to people and if the media doesn't spoon feed it to people 98 percent of people won't think on their own they did the tv said ah yeah. i wish there were more police that would stop it really <laughs> it's not because we don't have police it's because the cops we have aren't doing anything because they don't care if yeah. your store gets robbed or you get looted it's not a job there are videos of them putting fucking bricks out on the streets you know somebody <laughs> like was doing that yeah it wasn't even just like lack of action it was action in the direction of uh you, you, you can, know you can take out a portland mob with five healthy men i mean they're so beta and pathetic i thought about flying down there and just whooping ass that was like <laughs> Because I could I could beat up a whole crowd of Portland people. <laughs> you got to be dressed. Like, why, what the fuck, you man? They're out there shooting fireworks and just and just being a bunch of fucking ass clowns. And they need a spanking. Like they need a dad. A father needs to go out there and get your ass to bed. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just a, sitting there, just a good dressed up in fucking black uniforms and throwing shit at people's windows and stuff. And sometimes you just need a running clothesline. You know. <laughs> I, I would pay Vince McMahon like that'd be the most the best commercial ever. And they had like an Antifa riot and a bunch of pro wrestlers who went out there and just started picking people up and power bombing them and suplexing them all different directions. That'd be the most satisfying, like chair shot, go drunk, and just wipe out the whole mob. Just get Braun Strowman out there with a steel chair. Maybe roll out the Undertaker and have Ric Flair just going woo woo chop, you know, just knocking out Antifa people left and right. It'd be a perfect WWE commercial. I, I could come out of retirement from the Baja, Ryan. I, I spend half the year in the Baja. I'm an hour from pavement and and excuse me, an hour from electricity. I'll go out there and lay some smackdown on those little soy boys. We don't got no soy in Minnesota. Wisconsin ain't got no soy. <laughs> Jesse the body, the brain, the governor. And Glenn Jacob is now the mayor of Knox County. It's awesome. Maybe that's what we should do. Just have more pro wrestling. Run more wrestlers run and Fuck win. Yeah. Dude, I want The Rock to run in 24. I am fucking here for that. Dude. Let's <laughs> do that. Kane. Let's do Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. based. Kane Kane's actually an active mayor and the only libertarian in office. Like a real libertarian that actually won and got in office. But he didn't win because he's a libertarian. He won because he was a WWE wrestler and everybody Superstar. loved him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody well, he, he had that WWE money behind him, too. Donald Trump can't out smack talk me because I'm a real wrestler. He's a phony. <laughs> he's a phony. He can't out smack talk me. How satisfying would it be if they had somebody dress up like Nancy Pelosi and Kane just grabbed her and choke slammed her through a table? Like. <laughs> Smash right you know, into like if wrestling wants to get their fan base back, they need to just take on this woke mob. Get like, the Pelosi fridge and put her head in it and just smash it a bunch of times. <laughs> How's that ice cream taste, Nancy? How's the ice cream? Is that soy ice cream? That's why people love wrestling in the eighties. It was just pure testosterone because that's like that's really it's really satisfying for some you know you know, enemy of the day to just get their comeuppance, you know? Just like, here, let me have a fucking python bite you on the arm and then I'm going to throw you through a, a table that is set on fire and hit you with a garbage can in the head. It's just like, ah, oh, 
love it. They would never watch that now. They're too fucking limp It's a hate crime to watch wrestling now, dude. <laughs> oh, of course it would be. Yeah, oh. that see, that's what would do it for me if they went after pro wrestling. I'm like, no, guns, uh, you start going after wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ryan, <sighs> if uh, if Michael Heist can't take over the Libertarian Party with the Mises Caucus, are you going to start the Jefferson Davis Caucus and run on secession? And I mean, is there a plan there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even live in the U.S. So. <laughs> I'd probably do. I'd probably get more votes. So. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's. Um. I like how the Mises Institute and Abbeville and those guys are all starting to communicate with each other, right? And getting more based. I like that. I like that Libertarian Institute has grown. It used to. It used to be Scott Horton, right? And then, in the, maybe Lou Rockwell, Tom Woods, and stuff. But now we're getting all these Chad motherfuckers, right? And their audience was building, and then they get you know deranked on Google, kicked off YouTube, thrown off Twitter. So it's like we have every time we have this push up, right? Pete was kicked off Twitter. I was kicked off Twitter a lot. A lot. You know, we can't get our head above the water, right? Everything's stacked against us the way it is. But uh, I think it sucks. But the only way we're going to fix things, we don't have, we can't run and win right now. We have to fix alternative media first. That's why I'm pushing peer to VK, get the fuck off Patreon, all that. Cause like I can see down the road, if we don't do this, it's Stockholm syndrome. Like we've got to be able to live stream at a place that can't kick us off. We right. have to have a payment processor like entropy or something like that. We have to have these things set up first so we can communicate with people. So there's a place where they can come and get that news, right? But we'll win once we have that because we're our message is so much better. Yeah, it's just if every time there's an even playing field for even a moment, we win. Every time when they when Ron Paul got to talk on television, it resonated. Right when somebody you know says a libertarian ideal, they don't even have to call it that. It's it works. Um, people recognize it. It's just we never get a fair shake. We're not allowed on television. We're not allowed on any of the alternative platforms right now. You know and bitch who's been taken over by QAnon people and you know it's so PeerTube and VK and Telegram and things like that is where it's at and I feel like our a big chunk of our focus has to be on building up real alt tech uh, with free market solutions because the government is not going to come in and enforce antitrust laws or any of these fantasies right they right. love big tech they pay them Google lobbies heavily you know the solution is not going to come from government it's going to come from us and free markets so if we build that up, uh, our message will win. But the problem with our message isn't the message; is people aren't hearing the message. Right. Right. There's this. Once someone stumbles upon and starts listening to Tom Woods or whatever, you know, or you know, <clears throat> Mance Raider, then they're like, "Man, I love this podcast," and they start listening to it all the time. They go listen to four or five in a row. I know personally, people like I was on a show of whoever. And then my fans go in there and be like, I love the, you know, whoever the heck it was. And I've been listening to them all day. I go, yep, yep. it's there. They're like, I didn't know this was here. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, there. No, I've had that with, I, I mean, no one, none of my followers knew who you were. They didn't know who Carrie Wedler was. They didn't know um, who's the other guy. They didn't know. They didn't. Uh, I think they knew Scott Horton, uh, Dave Smith and Pete, and they didn't know like anybody else. And I was like, I mean, because there are a lot of new people 
who find Dave because Dave's real popular right now. And they don't know about any of the people from the past. Well, he's and, still on YouTube and he's still on yeah. Twitter. Right. right. Once they exactly. yank that, they won't know him either. Right. They don't yeah, know me. Carrie was banned on a bunch of stuff. She's been on my show. And yeah. Um she used to date Adam Kukesh. I mean, they they used to be a couple. Right. And right. he he's more he's an anarchist. He's not a libertarian. He keeps calling himself a libertarian, but he's an anarchist, but whatever. Uh hates the state, all that, had a popular show. Then he did some idiot stuff and ended up in jail twice. Right. And I'm like, that's something else we can't have. We can't have popular representatives going out and doing something stupid and getting thrown in jail. Because if you're in jail, you can't do anything, right? I disagree with the reason. I was the first person to interview him when he got out of jail. I defended him the whole time. But I'm like, please stop doing stunts. You're making it easy for him. You know, mm -hmm. that's not the way. We got to build up all tech. That is owning the media. You've seen the model. If, if you want a subverted nation, just take over its media. And within 20 years, you have everything. Right. Yeah. It is the, the fourth estate or whatever you want to call it. And we don't have a media right now. And it's not CNN and Fox. It's like the whole thing is team authoritarian warmongering. Is that they all have the same message. All of them said too big to fail. All of them said you pick a thing. They're all on the same side when it comes to anything important. Right. But, you know, just having Internet radio and stuff ain't enough because it's almost word of mouth. So I'm, I'm going to spend the next, like the rest of my life pushing peer tube and building these things up because we've got to have something to pass on. I don't think it's fixable within our lifetime. Really. We're written less, you know, it's, unless they keep boiling the frog too fast. And there really is a secession movement. You know, that's the only way I see out of it uh, in the U S now other places I have more hopeful for, like, I'm real. I really love seeing what like South Korea and Singapore did from coming from, the poorest countries in the world to top level, you know, South Korea is the 11th most wealthy nation right now. They mm -hmm. got their shit together. They put their last four presidents in prison for corruption. Based. I mean, that's chat as fuck. <laughs> and the reason is because of the pressure of North Korea made them not be apathetic and lazy. And they got involved in politics because they had a real threat right above them. And they saw all the corruption and they did something about it. So yeah. it is possible. And that's not some dinky little nation. That's, you know, 65 million mm -hmm. people. That's a big thing. They got their shit together. I mean, as, as recently as the 80s, they were like the 139th poorest country on earth. Now they are the 11th wealthiest. Yeah. Yeah, so, Pete, it seems well. like it seems like the general public is getting dumber, but the people who want to know truth are more radicalized now. Have you seen that? Or what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I, well, <laughs> obviously the people are getting dumber. I mean, they could have done a little bit of research in the last year and found out that all of this, everything they were being told about COVID-19 was just at best guesswork at worst was nefarious. Mm -hmm. So those of us who were out there trying to preach the truth found out that it's kind of hard to pe preach the truth to people who are idiots. So, you know, we started talking about um, trying to control the narrative, making even to the point where making a new narrative and it doesn't have to exist in reality. I mean, you can go back to the Declaration of Independence, talk about we hold these truths to be self-evident, endowed by our creator, which none of that can be proven. I mean, is you know, oh, these truths are self-evident. OK, great. Yeah. Prove it. I can't. Um, endowed by our creator. OK, prove it. No, we can't. And seeing if you can try to pull some people back with that.
And yeah, I mean, I just, we're at a post-truth, we're in a post-truth world. And, you know, it's probably like the hardest, the hardest fight of our life. I mean, I don't see that gigantic swath of people who are morons, who are basically brain dead, um, waking up en masse. So you're going to have to, if, if you think that numbers are important, you're just going to have to peel some off and do the best you can. And they're going to do like, you know, Ryan's been talking about, they're going to do their best to make sure that the voices that can actually do that get silenced. And um, yeah, that's, that's the future we have now. I mean, it's a fight. You can, you can either fight or you can run and hide. And I know that a lot of, a lot of people are choosing to run and hide and God bless them. And um, I think that they should shut the fuck up about those of us who were deciding to stay and fight. Yeah. And the other thing is they're these fucking purists who, you know, they, they don't even like you. Some of them don't like me, <laughs> you know, like they, 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 they we're not, uh, we're not woke enough or pure enough. Well, or, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not for trans rights. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be for trans rights because th- that's positive rights. And positive right. rights are always going to, if you demand positive rights, you're going to grow a government. You're going to grow yeah. a government. Human rights. There's there's no gay right, black right, white right, trans right. You have all the, have the same rights. As Ron Paul said, you get rights. They're not based on your sexual orientation or your invented gender. Like transgender is not a thing. He's a man pretending to be a woman or a woman pretending to be a man. There's They don't exist. And so you can't have rights based on something that you made up. And it's just, there's something wrong with someone that's like, I want you, I want to force you to change your pronouns or this or that, right? It's part of that authoritarian mindset. I saw uh, on the airplane, some kid with like a cutoff shirt and purple hair and a girl with nose rings and all this stuff on. And I, I, I was laughing to myself. Because I was thinking they're probably the most judgmental people on the plane. And I, I was just thinking in my head, because back in the day, that would be the rebellious one, the one with purple right. hair in the 80s. There. But now uh, they are wearing a cutoff and all the rings of purple. And they, they started bitching at people and stuff right away. And I was like, yep, the most judgmental people on the plane. They dress outrageously on purpose to provoke a reaction just because they want to exercise that Karen browbeating mentality, finger waving, you know. And I, it just disgusts me. But I feel like everyone's kind of waiting for someone else to start it, but they're all willing to go. And that's why I think the censorship stuff, I've been dealing with that a long time, getting kicked off things, you know, old school, 2005, throwing off AOL, MySpace, got my YouTube deleted in 2008. But then I see regular, very milquetoast people getting banned on YouTube right now. Like James Corbett, he had a huge following, been on 14 years or something like that. And they just erased it all. 500,000 followers, whatever. Um, I think they're afraid because why wouldn't you allow that on or whatever, right? They must realize that we have, we really do have an impact and an ability to beat them or they wouldn't have to freak out the way they're freaking out. They are censoring anybody for anything. Uh, because they are scared to death of losing power. Because if if they were to allow a real alternative media like YouTube could have been, 
then everything they've built up for generations and these billionaires of swallowing up televised media is gone because somebody can for free reach half a million people just like that from a chair in their house right. like James could do or Atwood could do or I could have done if I hadn't been banned so many fucking times right um and so collectively the we the reason we can win even though they have all this money and everything is it costs way less to tell the truth than it does to lie you have to reinforce lies every day or they don't work we can call people stupid and sheep and all that and a lot of them are but you turn that tv off for even a week and the spell is gone right i want it's like cable guy you know they they broke the satellite dish or whatever and everyone started going outside and stuff but it's uh it's a real thing like if you can get someone away from their tv for a while the the fear drip isn't there right that's what paralyzes. that's what makes people stupid is being afraid right the thinking stops when you show someone atrocities or you pump them full of fear so it's every night they're hitting them with you know crime and they've got the fucking it's designed it's Ted Kaczynski, man, he t he warned us about the techocracy hell that we're headed toward and how it was going to be and how they would dope people up on drugs that wouldn't comply. They'll just change your brain, give you antidepressants and this and that. Like, I'm a, a Unabomber evangelist. Everybody needs to read the manifesto. He nailed the psychology of leftists better than anybody that's ever written anything about it. He nailed it. But I honestly feel like if we can get this alternative media back, that we can turn things around starting on the state level. We have some pretty Chad governors and stuff right now. We can get this Jeffersonian model back and, but it's only if we fight and it ain't easy. It's um, as, as I know, it fucking sucks to have to constantly start over at zero, but I'm always going to do it because that's the only mode I know is attack. And right. uh, I'm seeing more people, we couldn't have done this 10 years ago. You know, there just wasn't a way to reach it's, it's an idea whose day has come, right? They're not going to stop it, but it's not automatic either. And I feel like we are going to win this. And uh, it all starts with media, which we're starting to get. They boiled the frog too fast. When they banned that many people off YouTube, it was too much. It's too much. You've got Clarence Thomas talking about it. Now you've got uh, Trump starting his own media the monopoly is not going to last because just hundreds of millions of people adamantly disagree with this far leftist garbage. Yeah. And these far leftists don't get, they live in such a bubble. Everyone agrees with me because they're filtered from anything disagreeing, right? They have no idea what they're poking and they live in La La Land. And I'm watching their cities fail and turn into homeless shelters and stuff. San Francisco has a scat app. I mean, like they're falling apart. And that's their future, but that's not for all of us. We are, we're going to push back and then we're going to succeed and we're going to win. Well, that's a good note to close on. We're coming up on two hours. Uh, that was a great episode 100, everybody. And uh, I think uh, what Ryan's talking about here with the fact that, you know, we are growing and I think people are starting to care. The fact that I have the audience I have uh, says a lot more about the times than it does about me. I'm just a truck driver. I'm no genius or scholar or anything. I just kind of understand what's going on a little bit. And people, I think, appreciate that. Um, but uh, I have uh, in the description, I got a link to everybody's, uh, everyone who has a YouTube channel. We've got a link to, and then I've got a link to ANC Report, 
Um, but I'll just let, uh, we'll just close out. I'll give each of you just the last word about where people can follow you and any final thoughts. So uh, Eric, why don't you go first? Yeah, thanks, Reed, for putting this together. This is awesome. And, uh, you know, like Pete said, they can try and silence us. Um, and they also try to divide us on the stupid small issues. And what you're doing, Reed, is you're, you're walking away from that game and saying, no, we need to all come together. There's big picture things we agree on. And, and, and Brian, you're right. Our message is powerful and our message is right. Um, yeah, I, you can find me. I'm on, uh, I do a, a weekly podcast, Jackman Radio, with my twin brother, Mike. And uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, um, Podbean. My Twitter handle is at Jackman Radio. And um, I'm on Instagram every day. I'm addicted to Instagram. Uh, my handle on there is Senator Jackman. And I am on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Jackman Radio. But um, yeah, we just we just got to keep doing this, man. And, uh, you know, Amer this this still means something to me, man. This, this flag really, I know it's on a boot. And I want to kick those fucking assholes right right in their ass with this you know but uh the flags you know it's a symbol and, and and it's freedom of speech it's freedom of thought it's the freedom to elevate our consciousness and better ourselves and, and those around us and you know i do it with humor that's my hook that's how i get people and you get a few people then they start talking to a few people and uh, you just got to stay positive about it man like charlie sheen says it's always good to be around positive people winning <laughs> but this has been great. You guys are awesome, and, and I really appreciate it, Reed. And it's it's great to be here with all of you. All right, yeah, Pete, uh, Freeman Beyond the Wall podcast, and my Twitter is at Peter R. Quinones for now. You can find me there. So um, yeah, that's about it. LibertarianInstitute.org is uh, Scott Horton, Sheldon Richmond, myself, Kyle Anzalone, and a host of great podcasts and great writers. Check it out. All right, and Ryan. Pete has um, a Patreon too, or you yeah, can donate directly to him. Yeah, on my website, freemanbeyondthewall.com forward slash store. Um, set up own payment system with the help of Ryan and his nerd. And um, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Weaponized and, autism. And, and, and I've been hey. able to get a bunch of people off of Patreon and Substack and everything to come over to something that I control. And I really appreciate that. Hopefully, Eric, get same more thing. Um, I got a nerd. Uh, if you want to borrow a nerd and set up a paywall and start migrating your Patreon over, you get 20% more money. And you're not giving money to these woke people that ban myself, Sargon of Akkad, Lauren Southern, like they're banning Owen Benjamin. Yeah. yeah so mine is um, ANC, that's anti neocon, ANCreport.com. And I have ANC Report on Twitter as of two days ago. <laughs> so Twitter, I'm not going to be using it, but ANCreport.com and all the buttons are on there. I have a Telegram. I have a PeerTube. I have a VK account. And people should get used to using those things because VK, half a billion people are on that. It's the Russian Facebook. It's Facebook, except you can write facts and stuff and not worry about getting banned. Telegrams like Discord, except you don't get banned for saying they're two genders or whatever. Um, but we write articles and post videos, and I do interviews with all over the place fine fellows like this i've been on all three of you shows actually um so that's where i work i do a lot of work on the epstein crime ring recently and we also do historical podcast and kind of reteaching the what happened on our republic because i feel like our education system has failed us so bad 
I'm teaching adults history older than me. It's I hate I, I love it and hate it at the same time, but they want to know, which is great, but it's also scary. They the first thing they do is they come for your symbols of defiance and they erase your own history. We gotta hold it. So ancreport.com's got all my stuff for now. You can get yourself a nice end all aid to Israel mug on there and plenty of other offensive gear. Shouldn't be it shouldn't be offensive. Stop killing kids should not be offensive, but it is because we live in clown world. So thanks but, again, but, Reed. But, but but those <laughs> those kids throw stones at tanks. It's true. Some of them yeah. throw rocks. So some of them scream at uh, Demona nuclear arsenal too. Oh, that F sixteen was just defending itself. They're human shields in their own bedroom. God, it's the saddest thing, man. One day Palestine will be free too. But like, I'm more, I'm more worried about like freeing our own states right now. Like it is yeah. getting bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, That's thanks, guys. That was uh, that was good. Uh, anyone who's watching who hasn't subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. I've got upcoming upcoming interviews with uh, Tom Woods, Josh Smith, and even Tulsi Gabbard at some point. So nice. uh, make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the 